Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 77 the lucky number sevens of the ttl podcast hey thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful friday of bets and choosing to start your weekend with the two of us now Before we dive deep into episode number 77, talk some lines for you and give you the value that we found across today's MLB slate, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you are watching on YouTube, you might as well hit that notification bell as well so you never miss the start of a live show. But if you are listening to the audio version on your favorite podcasting directory, make sure you hit the subscribe button there as well as we do release the audio version after every live show. Second item on the docket, head on over to this episode's description and you will locate the Talking the Line link tree so you can find all of the TTL's crew's content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. Last item here, ladies and gentlemen, if you also have a few brief moments, switching it up on you here today, I usually do this second, confusing a few of you, but who cares? If you have a few seconds, and you could also be so kind, Hit that like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, all that good stuff, everything in between. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate it when you do, and it only helps us make Talking the Line Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Ladies and gentlemen, and beautiful gambling people joining us on today's show, I am your humble host, Colton, Cold 45 Soroka, and it is my pleasure to get this Friday started, and thank you guys so much to all of you for stopping by for hanging out with us throughout this entire week and getting ready to close this bad boy out now as always i wouldn't be able to do this by myself i gotta have somebody to uh give me a little bit of a water break here and there or maybe a chance to suck in some air so i can catch my breath but i also need somebody else to give me some stone cold locks and some serious value across the daily betting slates So without further ado, let me bring in the man that I'm talking about that I depend on for all of the aforementioned facts, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley Armax Magnuson. Partner, 
How you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am uh, pretty damn good. It is Friday. I've got a nice little weekend ahead of me. I'm uh, I'm glad that uh, about half of what I'm here for is just to give you a nice little water break. That's nice to know. <laughs> plenty, <laughs> plenty more in between. Uh, I find value with you, my friend. Uh, yeah, not just to, uh, to not just to give me a break here and there. <laughs> Much more. I uh, appreciate you, and I appreciate you sitting to my left every mm-hmm. single day here, sir. Um, woke up feeling dangerous this morning my friend a mm. uh, bit of a bit of a wheel spinning week here for the TTL yeah. crew uh you know MLB is one of those fickle sports that yeah. uh things tend to correct themselves over time but more things appear to uh keep popping up in the MLB that yeah. we have to handicap have to look into the war on sticky stuff looms large day in and day out pitching matchups consistently changing guys going on the IL who knows but we are improving day by day and boy oh boy Do we have a show coming at you today loaded with nothing but locks, analysis, special plays, trends, and then we got plenty of hot takes to bring you. But before I tell you everything that is coming to you on uh, episode 77 here, we're always a full transparency show at the TTL pod. We never hide anything from you. So quickly because we don't like to stay in the past too long. We like to keep things moving, keep it grooving, get into the future, keep the good vibes rolling. Mm -hmm. Let's briefly go into the past, into yesterday's action, our best bets of the day, live on your screen, quickly recapped for you. On the left side, ladies and gentlemen, one of these here days, we're going to stop doing these types of recaps, but on the left-hand side of your screen, our mags went 1-1 one and one yesterday uh, with the Blue Jays being postponed. Myself, I went 0-2 with the Mets being postponed. Tigers, absolutely brutal beat, and the Reds, a brutal beat as well. Uh, I will get off of these brutal beat trains mm-hmm. sometime here, but uh, not too sure when. Also like the Tigers' first five plus a half is one of my plays, but liked it so much we tossed it on the parlay. That bad boy hit. And then in the very final bottom of the ninth inning, the under did not cash in Cleveland, Kansas City. Got the win for my partner Uh on his Cleveland Indians money line, but it went to exactly exactly 10 runs. So... uh, very uh, yeah. very mixed feelings there. It ended on a three run walk off bomb. bomb. They took a three or they hit a three run home run on the bottom of the eighth. We thought oh, we were three. all cookies. Got a nice little special play and the money line. And then of course the Royals tied it in the ninth. And uh, you know the rest is history. The rest is history, my friends. So there you go. The all-knowing, ever-powerful money line dice. One and one on the day. Pretty consistent for them here so far. Yep. Uh, however, they now are officially 32-32-1 and one on the TTL pod. So they got another matchup to roll here today. One that's a little close. The public's taking a specific side. Some of the sharps are taking the other side. So we're not going to take either side. Yep. We're going to let the dice tell us who we need to uh, select this evening on their roll. But there you go. There's everything from yesterday. Let's get that off the screen, push it in the past, and let's get into Friday, ladies and gentlemen. It is time to cash some doggone tickets. You know how we do it here at the TTL Pod. So coming up for you today on episode number 77, lock in, strap in, get ready. First things first, get those sports books out now. Get ready because the uh, first segment of episode number 77 is always the exact same segment, but going to tell you anyway. The TTL Crew's best bets of the day. Kicking things off with RMAG's two best bets of the day, and then we'll roll into my three best bets of the day. Bringing back the Chicago Baseball Parlay for the second segment of the day, special play of the day here today. We will be uh, 
we will be <laughs> tapping down there. Oh, <laughs> we, we will be uh, going through that. We have, uh, obviously, two teams in Chicago, Northsiders, Southsiders. We'll be taking uh, one uh, money line and one first five. But we're not going to tell you. you got to stick for the second segment in order to find out what's going to be going on there. Third segment of the day is going to be the money line dice roll. You know the drill. The all-knowing, ever-present, ever-popular money line dice rolling for the matchup between not going to tell you. Got to come through for the third segment today so you can find out and you can get the best bets from the Moneyline Dice. That'll do it for the first half of the show, but don't dip out too quick. If you haven't heard, if you haven't been around throughout the entirety of the week that we have already had, Friday, we got a big fight card coming up, UFC 264. If you haven't been here before, we start every Ransom Reaction, second half of the show on Fridays, breaking down the entire fight card, giving you my best bets, some of our mag's best bets, giving you my main card parlay, and then maybe even some props in between Mm -hmm. this week. So it is going to be a juicy start to the Ransom Reactions here today. If you are a fan of the UFC or are just interested in this card at all, I suggest you stick around because I got some serious stuff to drop on you. Rest of the ransom reactions, we got some MLB news to get into, a little bit of NBA as well. We'll talk about game two between the Bucks and Suns last night. We'll get into all of that, bring you all of our hot takes and more banter than you might be able to handle on this beautiful Friday in today's ransom reactions. And then I will close out the show with my motivation minutes as always, bringing you a little message on the fear of failure or the fear of trying rather. So stick around. I'll let you spin on that for a little while, but uh, make sure you stop by the very end of the show or just stick around till the very end of the show. Get you a little bit extra inspiration to get you through this Friday and on in through the weekend as well. But for now. Stop all the nonsense. Cut all the banner. Quit all the drama that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to the TTL podcast for the Stone Cold Locks and running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to stop talking about it and start being about it. You know the drill. Episode number 77 is officially live on this beautiful July 9th, 2021, Friday of Bets. TTL crew coming at you with the first segment of the day. First half of the first segment of the day. RMAX, best bets of the day. If you come around quite often, you know this is how we kick things off. You know what my partner lays down. But if this is your first time coming around, get out those sports books. Open your ear holes nice and wide because there is some serious value about to come through whatever device you are currently ingesting this podcast on. We have a card coming at you. And when my partner goes two bets or less, you best believe you're going to get those bad boys hammered in on your sports book, whatever you like to use, because they are locks. So without further ado, not to put any pressure on you there, partner, but as always, my friend, my pal, my degenerate partner himself, you have the floor. Okay, I appreciate it. Going to come out of two AL West action here. Um, actually, yeah, both games completely AL West games. We've got A's versus Rangers on the first one, and I am going. Uh, we 
both of us might have a little play on this one, but I am mm. going for the total in this one, under nine runs. We've got Cole Irvin on the mound versus Jordan Lyles. Cole Irvin, the lefty. Lyles, the right-hander. And uh, partner's going to probably lay down some knowledge on Jordan Lyles here in a minute, but I'll give just a couple points here. Lyles' top, not, top of the line numbers are not great, but he has been improving. His last two home starts, home appearances, I should say, one of them was not a start, uh, combined for 13 innings pitched, three earned runs allowed, and one of those includes a game against Oakland. So at home, he has been heating up, been pitching pretty damn well, getting the control figured out, keeping these runs off the board. Uh, the A's last 10 versus righties, pretty damn cold, actually. 208 batting average, 278 OBP, 2.97 runs per nine. They've been a little bit unpredictable, uh, and that in- unpredictability kind of comes from who they have on the mound. Honestly, their offense has been a little sputtery lately. Uh, and Cole, Cole Irvin on the other side of the mound, kind of know what you're going to get from him. He's got a 3.56 ERA on the season, 2.55 ERA on the road. Hasn't been too bad. He uh, kind of wheel spinning for him a little bit. Oftentimes gives up a couple of earned runs, and uh, you know this Oakland team does put up some runs for him, so you do see some wins there. Uh, but he typically, for whatever reason, faces some mediocre to really bad pitchers. And like I mentioned, I think Jordan Lyles is on the up escalator, trending upwards. This Rangers team, however, uh, as my partner's probably going to mention, they have handled this A's team pretty damn well this season. And overall, their offense, a little shaky. They're a problem. They're a problem. Uh, but three or less in three of their last four games, that one outlier was against Jose Urena. Uh, so when you get a decent pitcher on the mound against them, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, as is the last three of their four games there. Three or less, as I said, in their last three of their last four games. I think it's gonna be pretty similar as my partner is going to mention i don't want to give away too much of what he's got i do like his play that is coming out of this one but overall i think this is going to be a real low scoring game you're not going to see too many runs coming out of this a's lineup and i think this rays rangers team excuse me does just enough however this game stays way under that nine runs this oakland team just ain't doing it at the plate right now so i'm going under nine runs in this one There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Armag's first best bet of the day. Just as the Oakland Athletics bats are a bit of a problem in one sense of the word, Mm -hmm. in a very different sense of the word, the Texas Rangers have been a problem Mm -hmm. for the Oakland Athletics this Mm -hmm. season. So uh, still not going to tell you what I'm hammering in just quite yet because I don't think you might know it. However, once again, Armag's first best bet of the day, Oakland Athletics versus Texas Rangers under nine runs last time i checked getting right around plus 100 odds on those bad boys so might have knocked down to minus or eight and a half rather with all that being said partner there's one let him have number two number two so i was kicking this one around different uh different types of plays on this one wasn't sure what i wanted to take but i knew i liked the mariners in some capacity uh but i'm going in the angels versus mariners game i'm going to the mariners team total over four runs we've got alex cobb on the mound for the angels versus marco gonzalez obviously if we're going mariners team total marco gonzalez does not matter but i figure i mentioned him because i did lean towards the mariners money line however i just don't have enough trust in marco gonzalez he has been way too unpredictable nothing special at home but alex cobb i do like to give up a handful of runs today he's got a 4-6 era on the season but a 7.77 era on the road over six starts Last two road starts versus Tampa Bay and Arizona. I'll say that again, versus Tampa Bay and Arizona. Seven innings pitch combined, 13 hits, and 11 earned runs. That's not 
all weighted on Tampa Bay because you might think that with Arizona being in there, that's a nice five and six in each of those games allowed. Wow. Has been very good at home, actually. Four of last five at home, one earned runs or less. So if you're catching them in Anaheim, Got a decent chance. However, that one outlier outlier where he gave up more than one earned runs was actually to this Seattle team. Gave up five earned runs to the Mariners back in early June. So, I like this Mariners team coming back into Seattle to handle this guy very, very well. Don't even need to rely on the bullpen, in my opinion, because I think Alex Cobb is going to be a revolving door on the road once again, like he has been all season. This Mariners team at home, 27-19 and 19 home record. They are very comfortable at home. The last month or so, that uh, road home record has skyrocketed, skyrocketed, <laughs> skyrocketed, as is their uh, overall record over 500. So, like I said, I lean towards the M's money line in this game, but I just don't have the trust in Marco Gonzalez to hammer that in, even at plus money. Um, and I don't necessarily like the plus hat, first five plus a half, because those odds might be decent. So, I have, uh, you know, all of my confidence in that Mariners team total. Uh, as I mentioned, I could also do the same for the Angels or the over in this game. However, Marco Gonzalez is just a little more unpredictable. You don't know if he's going to mm. have, uh, you know, three runs or less or six or more. So, I think the safe play in this one is going to be the Mariners team total over four partner. What do you think? Well, uh, what I think, it sounds like you had about 15 different plays there, and uh, you chose to take the most valuable of them all. That would be correct. Uh, I think you are spot on there with the Mariners. Uh, they have been, they sputtered a little bit there against the Yankees in uh, game yeah. one and two. If you bet along with me, I apologize. I took them on the side yesterday, and oh, great, they got the win when I didn't take them on the podcast. However, I think they're uh, coming back. I think they're starting to uh, stay consistent. They're still not under 500 yet. They're still a very sneaky mm-hmm. good team, and uh, I think they put up at least five runs here today, if not more. So uh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, one more time, our mag's second best bet of the day, Seattle Mariners team total over four runs, or whatever you're finding out on your sports book. Mm-hmm. Hope you hammered those bad boys in. Our mags got some serious value coming at you right there. Serious, serious plays. You should have them in your bet slip already. But if you don't, you missed them, you're coming in late, don't worry. We'll be sure to recap all of his best bets of the day on the best bets of the day recap segment. Wouldn't you know it? However, let's keep this first segment of the day steaming on down the tracks. The money train is on it, ladies and gentlemen. So it is time to keep it going. Second half of the first segment of the day you know where we're going my best bets of the day now uh, i told you at the top we got five best bets two from our mags three from me so without further ado it is time to get into those three best bets of the day i actually have one from my card yesterday Mm -hmm. that uh, may or may not have got postponed so if you were here for the recap you might know where i'm going and if you listened to me yesterday you might hear a lot of the same things but i liked them so much i'm hammering them in again However, that's not my first best bet. First best bet of the day. I am going to the matchup between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Boston Red Sox. And I'm taking the Philadelphia Phillies first five run line plus a half. This one honestly comes down to the pitching matchup for me, and I think it looms very, very, very large here. You got Vince Velasquez on the mound for the Phillies and Garrett Richards on the mound for the Red Sox. Now, Velasquez is coming off of a very, very disappointing outing against the San Diego Padres. He went six innings and allowed five earned runs uh, back on the fourth, so not even a week ago. 
all that being said, I think this is going to be the exact spot he's going to be ready for a bounce back, especially going on the road. He's been rather solid on the road. Hasn't been anything that you really need to write home about, but he's been able to keep the Phillies in these games on the road. Started off the season as more of a bullpen uh, day guy. Start off going inning and a third, inning and two thirds. Now they're starting to have a lot more faith in Velasquez to be one of their uh, rotation starters. He has pitched well against Boston in his career, however. 36 at-bats against them, 107 batting average, 223 on base percentage, and a 389 OPS. So some of these big bats in that Boston lineup, he has had some serious success and been able to limit them across the board. He also owns a 0.00 ERA against Boston in an inning and a third pitch so far this year. I wanted to mention that because that was back when he was that bullpen guy, that starting day guy for the bullpen. However, I like him to build on that performance and continue to be consistent. Do I think he gives up zero earned runs Eh, we'll see however for any that he gives up I absolutely love Garrett Richards to give up twice as much one final thought on Velasquez the Phillies are three and two straight up in the first five innings and his last five starts overall now for the aforementioned Garrett Richards he has been a mess post the MLB sticky stuff he actually had a press conference where he basically said hey I'm just trying new things out here I don't really know what I'm doing I am not putting my faith or my money on a pitcher who is doing that and struggling that at this time, and I will gladly fade him because of all those issues right now. If you don't like all of that, he has had plenty of struggles against this Philadelphia offense in his career because if you do remember, he used to pitch for the San Diego Padres. Overall, they have uh, taken care of him. Not anything crazy, but definitely better numbers than um, what, or, or worse numbers rather than what you're seeing Velasquez handle against Boston. Now, home, the home field, Fenway Park, where Boston pitchers tend to be better is where he's actually been worse. Richards has six starts overall at home this season. He's got a 1-3 record with a 349 opponent batting average allowed. He's only got 18 Ks with 17 walks, so commands has been a huge issue in Fenway form. He has a 6.75 ERA, only over 29 and a third innings of work. So it has been a struggle bus central for him at Fenway. You don't like all of that. Richards has given up three earned runs or more in five out of his last seven starts. And you know me, it's more on the or more side of things. And last but not least, Boston is one, two, and two straight up in the first five innings over his last five starts overall. Final closing thoughts, some trends that I really like here. First five runs per game allowed for Boston. They are 27th in the MLB at home with a 2.89 average, whereas the Phillies are 13th in the MLB on the road with a 2.69 average. Couple other thoughts here. Philly, 2 2 and 1 straight up in the first five innings over their last five games, and Boston, 2 2 and 1 straight up in the first five innings over their last five games. However, the wins are coming more recently for the Phillies, and the wins for the Red Sox are coming further on in the past. Plus, you couple that with the pitching matchup here today. I think that Philly has the outright lead, but I'm going to play it safe and give them the half-run backing. So for my first best bet of the day, I am running that ticket to the window. Phillies, first five run line plus a half. I'll be right there with you on this one, my man. I might do a little side sprinkle on the Phillies team total just because uh, if you haven't seen the press conference my partner was talking about, go ahead and watch it. It's not an understatement what my partner said. He, I it looked like the guy's a shell of himself right now yeah, on the no field good. and off the field. It's bad. And uh, like you said, I have absolutely no inkling to put a, my trust into a guy that's like that. 
no chance at all absolutely so there you go first best bet of the day let's keep it going ladies and gentlemen here we go second best bet of the day coming from me gonna be uh the similar play that i took yesterday i am going back to the pirates and mets matchup and i am once again taking the new york mets minus one and a half the mets once again coming off that disappointing 5-0 uh finish to the series against the brewers over the uh the start to the week here and i think they are ready to get it rocking and rolling again if you heard a lot of my analysis yesterday it comes down to this pitchy matchup for me jt brubaker on the mound for the pirates and you have Taiwan Walker on the mound for the Mets. I have ultimate faith in Walker, no faith at all in Brubaker. Brubaker has given up a combined 15 earned runs in his last five starts overall. He had a 4.03 ERA in the month of June and has carried it right on into July with a 7.50 ERA. He's had eight road starts so far this season. They are uh, The Pirates are going to be playing at the Mets Park today. He has a 1-4 record on the road with a 250 53 opponent batting average allowed 14 walks on the road this season compared to only four at home obviously command struggles a big issue for him away from home he has a 4.70 era all over 44 innings of work he hasn't faced the mets this year or much at all in his career and uh, i like them to make uh plenty plenty success against him here today last but not least pittsburgh 0-5 straight up in the last five starts overall for brubaker with three of those starts coming uh three of those losses coming by two runs or more now as for taiwan walker walker has really 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 i said this yesterday rounded out that mets rotation very nicely and i think he continues his dominance here today me and uh or mags have enjoyed backing him and putting our money on him this year because he is been very consistent when he takes the bump he has won four out of the last five starts overall for the Mets two of them were by two runs or more and the other two were pitchers duels against uh, Nola and Mills I also said that yesterday Mm -hmm. so it was a little bit of back and forth battles I don't see that happening here today with Brubaker on the mound seven home starts for Walker told you that yesterday 4-0 record 171 opponent batting average allowed 45 K's with only 13 walks one home run allowed and a 1.52 ERA over 41 and a third innings pitched last but not least the closing trends for you met 6-0 straight up last six starts as a favorite pittsburgh is 17 and 25 ats as an away team as and as an away dog pittsburgh is also 36 and 44 ats as an underdog overall this season the mets are 29 and 27 ats on uh actually this is not going to count forget i even said that because they are now on one day's rest so this is not coming off of no rest carried that over from <laughs> yesterday however pittsburgh is one and six straight up in the last seven meetings overall and pittsburgh is one and four straight up in the last five meetings in New York with two out of those last three coming by two runs or more they were losses so once again I'm all over it I don't feel crazy I'm back on the bandwagon give me for my second best bet of the day the New York Mets minus one and a half yeah I don't think you're crazy at all my man Taiwan Walker has been the man and the Pirates on the road against a guy like that I'm not going to take that action with the Pirates so I'm happy to back you on this one this is my favorite of your three actually all right well there you have it Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. So second of the day, let's move into the third and final best bet of the day coming from me. Now, my partner about gave it away what I'm taking, but not really at all. Not Not really at all. He did tell you the matchup, though. Oakland Athletics versus the Texas Rangers. And contrary to popular belief, I am taking 
the Texas Rangers. First five run line plus a half. Now, uh, you might think that the safe play would be the Oakland Athletics' first five money line, but I'm not thinking so sure here today. And it honestly comes down to the pitching matchup for me. And as I just said a little bit earlier, the Rangers have been a problem for the Athletics all season long. Cole Irvin, obviously taking the bump for the A's. And then you got Jordan Lyles. Partner already told you all of that action. But let me give you a little bit more here on Irvin. He has been solid all season long, Mm -hmm. has been solid on the road, but Texas has been a bit of a problem for him. He's got a 5.40 ERA and five innings pitched against them this year. 21 at bats, 242 batting average, 346 OBP, and a 613 OPS. So they have handled him just fine. And not to mention, Texas is crushing the ball right now against left-handed pitching. Last five overall against lefties, 357 at the plate, 438 OBP, and scoring 14.29 runs per nine. That is not a recent trend. It has been going on for a while. Last 10 overall versus lefties, 323 batting average, 391 on base percentage, and scoring 9.22 runs per nine. So Texas has been handling the bats just fine, but particularly against left-handed pitching here as of late. Then Jordan Lyles. Partner gave you some pretty solid stuff about him. He is not as bad as his surface numbers look, especially in some of his recent starts. He's given up two earned runs or less in four out of his last five starts overall and given one, given up one earned run or less in three out of his last five home starts. He has faced Oakland this year. He has a 3.00 ERA in six innings pitched, but not exactly how you would think he got that ERA. He came in in the third inning after two pitchers had already given up seven earned runs in those innings of in those in those in, in those innings of work so it was not his scheduled day to pitch he was not supposed to come in he came in under pressure under duress not much of a warm up gave up two earned runs and then pitched all the way to the ninth not giving up in another run more Two earned runs from Jordan Lyles against them. I love him to continue to build against that performance. And he has faced Oakland quite a lot in his career so far. And I think he builds upon these numbers as they are pretty doggone good. 65 at-bats, 108 batting average allowed, 195 on base percentage, and a 359 OPS. So the A's have really struggled at, at the plate against Lyles, if you ask me. And Texas is 2-1-1 one, and one straight up in the first five innings over his last four starts overall. I would say last five. However, that uh, fifth one there is that outlier where he came in in the third that I just told you about. Some key trends that I also like here. Oakland is 1-2-2 two, and two straight up in the first five innings in their last five games overall, with Texas being 2-2-2-1 two, 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 two straight up in the first five innings over their last five overall. Once again, taking this play because I think Texas has the outright lead. I had it in my bet slip for about 10 minutes just to see what the line would do. It moved from one fifth, minus 115 to minus 128 in the that amount of time that I had it in my slip. So I promptly hammered it in. Yes, I do think if you want to get a little risky, you can go ahead and play the first five money line. But I'm going to go the little safer route and you're still getting just fine odds on it. So for my third and final best bet of the day. Texas Rangers, first five run line plus a half. I'll be right there with you, my man. Despite what I've got, I uh, still like this play with you as well. Uh, we're both very high on Jordan Lyles today, no doubt about it. You're a, I'm a little bit uh, higher on Cole Irvin than you are, just a little bit, because uh, that Rangers offense has been good against lefties, no question. I do like Cole Irvin. Not to say uh, that he's going to be, uh, you know, outstanding. I think, uh, you know, I think we've got the right combination here. That's going to be a nice low-scoring. Uh, 
to some degree, first few innings. And if I do so remember, we had uh, a similar kind of pick deal with this in uh, one matchup earlier this week, and we cashed both tickets out of one game. Which one was that? That was the Tigers game. Yes. So I think we continue that. Uh, didn't cast the Tigers yesterday, cast them earlier on in the yep. week. So I uh, think that's where we're headed today. So yep. there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That does it for the first segment of the day. The TTL Cruise Best Bets of the Day, July 9th, 2021. Let's keep this show moving and a grooving here. What do you say? What do you know about the second segment? Of episode number 77. The special play of the day. What do we got today? We got coming to you guys live, on tap, ready to be delivered. The Chicago baseball parlay. Oh, yeah. Well, as always, partner, I've been a little windy here over the course of the uh, last 15 minutes or so. Would so appreciate it if you could uh, kick things off here on the Chicago baseball parlay. I don't care where you go. I won't call you a homer. Either way... But uh, I got one thing left to say. Give it to all. Okay, I will. <laughs> as uh, as my utility is, as your water break man over here, I will go ahead and lay down the uh, chronologically the second line of <laughs> the second leg of the Chicago baseball parlay here. The White Sox are going to be the evening action here. The Cubs are coming in on the afternoon, so I will lay down the White Sox first five Thanks, money asshole. line. <laughs> Just repeating what you said, my man. <laughs> I got water coming out of my fucking nose over here. Second leg of the... Can I, can I talk over here, please? I apologize. I apologize. Continue. <laughs> You're much more than a water boy. <laughs> White Sox first five money line coming around 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, I believe. Uh, we got Dallas Keuchel on the mound versus Jorge Lopez for the O's. Now, Jorge Lopez coming in with a 6.02 ERA, four earned runs or more in four of his last five starts. He's been a rough, rough start for the Orioles, but they uh, don't have too many other options there. The Orioles have lost all five of his last starts, all five of his last five starts, and this White Sox lineup combines lifetime 17 and 43 for a 390 average, 463 OBP, and a whopping 1.085 OPS. So they, needless to say, they handle this guy pretty damn well. And actually, my White Sox are heating up against righties partner. Typically on the season, we see them bashing the hell out of left-handers, but last 10 versus righties, 311 batting average. 388 OBP and 7.68 runs per nine. So they have handled right-handers pretty damn well lately. Orioles do handle lefties pretty well themselves. However, it's been a little shaky lately. And I like Dallas Keuchel in a bounce-back spot. Had a rough spot, uh, rough start last time out. But all season long, every time he has given up more than four earned runs, he typically, uh, not typically, he does have a bounce-back of three or less. Uh, so I see that happening today uh, with the struggling Orioles, despite them being in Baltimore. My White Sox are uh, kind of heating up, turning back upwards a little bit as I mentioned, especially against right-handers. So I love him to handle the first five today, and obviously as a homer, I'm going to say I love him for the full game, but we ain't taking the full game. We just need the first five. There you go. There you have it. First leg of the Chicago baseball parlay. Well, that takes care of the Southsiders, mm-hmm. so obviously got to go to the Ivy Dwellers, the Northsiders, my boys. We are, however... 
taking the full game money line in this one. So second leg of the Chicago baseball parlay, Cubs full game money line. Now, a couple key reasons here. Um, you might see the pitching matchup and you go, well, who haven't I seen this Wade LeBlanc somewhere else? Like, wasn't he playing? Matter of fact, he was. He actually started off this season pitching for Baltimore, mm-hmm. a bullpen guy for the Baltimore Orioles. And then the Cardinals needed a little bit of additional help. One of those bullpen day guys that can get the show started, picked him up, and he made his first official outing uh, back on the uh, 17th. And since then, he has made six appearances, and the Cardinals have lost five of them. Mm-hmm. So I like that trend to continue first and foremost. Also, Kyle Hendricks on the mound for the Cubbies. He's been solid. He's been dominant. He's been able to do it with off-speed. One thing that uh, that today's MLB is just something that pitchers do not rely on. They rely on that 97 to 100-mile-an-hour fastball if they got it, and Hendricks relies on the sinker and the changeup, and I absolutely love it. And then he has just continued to be more and more dominant as the season rolls along here. He's become more and more confident, and I think the professor has more than enough success against the Cardinals here today. But one final thought, too. This Cubs Cubby's lineup has been a little bit rough. Uh, KB and Javi are still questionable for this game, but I think after the night off arrest there, they knew how important this game is in the Central. We cannot afford to lose any games, so the Cardinals right now cannot afford to lose this game at all. And because of all of that, I think that they get this win tonight, but also because of how well they're hitting lefties. They haven't been hitting righties so well at all, and that's where their struggles and this losing streak has come from against lefties They've had plenty of success in their last five games overall. They're hitting 359 at the plate, 414 on base percentage, and scoring six runs per game. So I think they do just fine compared to St. Louis, 280 batting average against righties, 341 OBP, and scoring 4.85 runs per nine. This might be a, a very close one because both teams are on very similar paths in the NL Central. But I think the Cubbies have a lot more to lose here today, and I think they'll be playing with a little bit more desire, not to mention having the very obvious edge in the pitching matchup here today. So once again, second leg of the Chicago baseball parlay, Chicago Cubs money line. I love it, man. I've been uh, back in Kyle Hendricks in many different spots this year, and it's worked out yeah, for yeah. me. And uh, yeah, I think this is uh, this is a massive series for the NL Central. Both of these NL Central teams. If uh, you know, I think we're going to be looking back in a few weeks, good or bad. Whoever wins this series might be the turning point, or you know, negative yeah. turning point for the loser. Yeah. Uh, to kind of creep back into the National League pitcher, National League Central pitcher. It always seems to end up that way between the Cubs and Cardinals, yeah, right about this time of the season. they're both at the top, or, you know, they're the second and third team, and yeah. it's the one that's kind of separate and get into that second spot, no yep. doubt. So. so a lot will be to to uh, be determined from this matchup and this series, but uh, we think the Cubbies at least take, take game one at yep. the very least here tonight. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You now have the two legs on the Chicago baseball parlay. Lock them in. Put them down, sprinkle whatever cash you want on there, getting some decent odds for a nice little safe two-leggers. So, without further ado, um, instead of just talking about them again, we might as well just drop them on the screen in case you missed any of them. Told you this was coming here shortly, but it now is officially time to recap all of today's best bets of the day and the special play of the day. So get out those sports books, get ready to hammer them home because now, ladies and gentlemen, the TTL Crew's best bets of the day and the Chicago baseball special play are now live on your screen. There we go. Coming to you live from the federal landmark, the beautiful friendly confines of Wrigley Field, 
You have Armag's best bets on the left side of your screen. Two plays coming at you. He is taking the Oakland Athletics versus Texas Rangers under nine runs, or if it is ticked down under eight and a half or under nine and a half either way. He's also taking the Seattle Mariners team total over four runs. On the right side of your screen, my best bets of the day. Three of those bad boys coming at you. I am taking the Philadelphia Phillies first five run line plus a half. The New York Mets minus one and a half for the full game and the Texas Rangers first five run line plus a half below all of that action in the bottom right corner over there is the Chicago baseball parlay that we just got through but now it's live on your screen the Chicago White Sox first five money line and the Chicago Cubs money line parlay those bad boys up right around plus 200 odds just a little underneath that but perfect to put a unit on and get a little double up headed right here into the weekend. I love it. So there you have it. I used to live uh, a few months ago, right right by where the S in my name is. That's where I used to live. Oh, well, what do you know about that? And now that I'm looking at it, I spelled, uh, you know, or incorrect punctuation on my oh, name. Oh, look at you, guy. Come on. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? Either Unless, way. Uh, I'm going with the rebrand, Armag. Either way. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five best bets of the day and the special play Chicago baseball parlay. You know the deal. Hammer them in, lock them home, sprinkle a little bit of cheddar cheese down. Whatever you need to say, just make sure you get today's TTL Cruise best bets of the day and special play in at whatever the current line is on your favorite sports book. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Now, if you are watching live, you see some additional text on the screen. You know I always kick it off this way. But if you're listening, got to tell you, it's the money line dice. You now officially are about to know what matchup they're rolling for. We are going to the heated matchup, it, it appears to be, between the New York Yankees and the Houston Astros. The public is loving the underdog Yankees here today. And some of the Sharps are on the favorite Astros at home in Minute Maid Park. Not too sure what way we needed to, to uh, sway here. So we said, hey, we know somebody who definitely knows how to. So without further ado, it's time to bring those kind, generous, powerful cubicle objects onto this edition, mm-hmm. episode, show of the TTL pod with today's third segment of the day the money line dice roll of the day ladies and gentlemen here we go all right well you kind of might know who is the favorite who's the dog where we're playing at by some of my introduction there however partner there might be some outstanding storylines we need to know about we might have to have a little bit of information about these pitchers on the mound here today and maybe a little bit in between so if you could be so kind to indulge all of us in that information while i get a little bit of additional viewing pleasure set up here for our uh, kind viewers out there Alrighty, I'll Thank go ahead you, and do just that. So, uh, you know, the my partner mentioned some money movement. It might have changed since he saw them because the public bet slip percentage does appear to be coming in on the Astros. Nonetheless, we've got Yankees Astros in Minute Maid Park, Houston, and you've got Nestor Cortez, lefty for the Yanks, versus Jake Odorizzi for the Astros. Cortez now not too uh, not too familiar with this guy. He has not gone deeper than four innings uh, in any game this season. Uh, let's see if this is his, uh, this actually, I believe is going to be his second start on the season. He has made eight appearances, but he's actually got a very nice 1.29 ERA. So he has been pretty damn solid. Um, 
many of his starts have come at home. Actually, only one appearance here on the road this season, so that could loom large in this one. Uh, despite only one earned run in that star, uh, in that appearance, three and two thirds on the road in Philadelphia. So we'll see if that trend, uh, you know, if we can see any trends there, if that continues. We've got Jake Odorizzi on the other side for the Astros. 3.7 ERA, nothing crazy, nothing special. Uh, he has actually been pretty damn solid as of late, though. Uh, over his last four starts, one earned runs or less. In three of those, he actually shut out the opponent. A lot of those starts came on the road, though, so we will see if his uh, home numbers can improve because on five appearances this year on at home in Minute Bank Park, 5.06 ERA. So a little bit of an interesting pitchy matchup in this one, and that's why we didn't want to make any plays out of this one because we just don't know what to expect from them. But bet slip percentages. Uh, first of all, Astros money line minus 132, Yankees at plus 118. Over under on, let's see, FanDuel is at 9.5 on DraftKings. It is actually at 9 right now, so you might see a little bit of differing action on that one. Uh, the run lines minus 1.5 for the Astros is at plus 136, while the Yankees at plus 1.5 uh, plus is minus 164. Now, I mentioned the bet slip percentage, 83% of the bets coming in on the Astros, while the whopping money percentage are 53% on the Yankees. So big money backing Nestor Cortez and the Yankees in this one, fading Jake Odorizzi. Never know what to expect because the Yankees have a massive fan base and their big fans like to pour money into their money line. So still never know with that one. Now, the over-under bet slip percentages, 54% of the bets on the over 70% of the money coming in on the under. My partner's got a little graphic on the screen there, so I imagine that he is just about done. But I'm ready to rock on this one. These teams have been playing pretty well lately, so we will see what happens in this one in, in Minute Maid Park. Yeah, uh, actually interesting what you said there at the beginning. Uh, here this morning, the Yankees were getting all of the sharp and big money. Um, oh, they still so are. So still getting the sharp money, but as far as the public bet percentages, it's 83 on the Astros. I see, I see. So yes, uh Kind of still uh, the the it has shifted to public perception rather and kind of still the exact same right. where the money was right, at. Right, right. So, all right, there we go, there we have it. You know all the storylines between the Yankees and the Astros here today. You see the vibes. You know what's going on up here. We are taking all of these sports. <laughs> well, I'm falling over. I don't like here that. Today. You're falling <laughs> over because. Too much money? Everybody, okay. Well, number one, everybody that knows you who does indulge in this podcast knows that that is hilariously on brand <sighs> for you. And uh, number two, piles of money, hey, my piles friend. Piles of money. Piles and guess, piles yeah, me and being piles clumsy, of money. dragging money out. That is fairly on brand, I suppose. There you go, my friend. Hilariously on yeah, brand. Yeah, so for today's... <laughs> For the first time, actually, today, got me sidetracked there. Uh, we are now getting into the money line dice roll. Let's uh, close this bad boy out just real quick. Still uh, getting my perfect producer. Um, what do you call it here? I don't know. Still getting my yeah, get, getting everything, getting everything <laughs> right here. So making sure everything's going good, looking well. All right, so we're gonna just gonna have to do this real quick. A little bit of this section. We'll do this section. All right. Just pretend you guys didn't see any of that, and then we'll we'll be all good. Just so you know. So, actually, we'll put that away just for a moment. All right. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, partner. Let me get man over here. Let me get our kind guest live and in prime time. 
ready to roll, ready to roll, ready to roll. Here we go for the first time live on your screen on this beautiful Friday of bets. We have the money line dice. All right, here we go. You know the matchup, you know the deal, you know the drills, you know what we do here, so let's get right on into it. First roll of the day, are we going to be siding with the home team, Houston Astros, or the away team, New York Yankees? We all, as always, find out in three, in two, in one. Away team, Yanks? Away team, Yankees, it is. Dice might be buying into this sharp and big money. So... Will we be getting some plus money, poly money line odds? Are we getting just a little bit of juice on the plus one and a half? Let's see what the deal is in three, in two, in one. Money line. New York Yankees money line for the first unofficial pick from the money line dice today. So all that remains is the wild card roll. Are the dice doubling down for what seems to be or probably might be the fourth Friday in a row and hitting that bet? Or will they have us re-roll, need a little extra screen time, or are they just skipping all that nonsense and going right to the total partner? You, I, and all of you find out in three, in two, in one. Home ATS, that's a re-roll. Balls. Damn. That's rough. All right, Dice, we, we did have a, time. We did have a little bit of uh, interference, but that's okay. Here we go. Come on, Dice. No delay, no hesitation. First roll, home away. That is home. Okay. All right, that is home. Okay. What are we doing here today, Dice? Oh, boy, Dice. I was really confident in your first pick there, boys. Here we go. Money line. Home money line. And wild card roll. Come on, Dice. The under. The under. Under nine, nine and a half. Should we, what should we declare here? Under nine. Under nine. Under nine. All right. So either way, ladies and gentlemen, however you feel about it, the dice have spoken. If you want a guaranteed take two tickets to the window tonight, not from us, but the all-knowing, ever-powerful Moneyline dice, lock in right now. Houston Astros Moneyline. And under nine runs in the Yankees versus Astros game tonight. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. We appreciate it. We appreciate your presence and we appreciate your picks. Guess the Dice are saying screw you to the sharp money on the money line. There is sharp money and big money coming in on the under. So they are buying we'll into the see under. see what happens. Either way, money. let me toss that over there oh, yeah. for a quick view for you guys. All of this here is what you get when you order a set of Moneyline Dice, but this isn't all the Moneyline Dice family has. They have loads of other sweet merchandise that you can get your hands on, and we make it incredibly easy for you guys to do so. All you got to do, head on over to this episode's description. Second link you're going to see at the bottom is the MoneylineDice.com website, where you can locate all of their Fire Flame merchandise. Go on there. Nothing is off limits. Pick out what you want. If you just want to roll along with the crew or if you want anything else, get it in your cart. Head on over to that cart, and when you go to check out, you can enter a code because we got your back. Code TTL10 
at checkout. Going to get you 10% off your first order on MoneylineDice.com. However, if you forget all of that, we just put it all right down there in the description. The code, the website, everything is right there. You don't have to go scroll in the interweb and you don't have to rewind anymore. Just head on over to this episode's description, grab yourself a set of Moneyline Dice, start rolling with the crew, and we'll meet you at the pay window right along our kind friends, the Moneyline Dice. Now, we don't use this one, but I just fucking love this one. Max. Yeah. Max with the money signs. It is pretty doggone sweet. (laughs) It is pretty doggone sweet. Uh, But yeah, those are, it does come with the five in the set. Uh, All your different options there as well. We just picked uh, the most relevant options to us, what we do here. But you can mix, match, do whatever you so well damn please. If you don't even know how much money to put on the play, the dice can decide that for you as well. So get your own set of MoneylineDice.com today. Start MoneylineDice.com today. <laughs> what am I saying? Get your own set of Moneyline Dice today. Visit MoneylineDice.com down in this episode's description. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. We appreciate it. We appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, the Dice would too. There we have it. There you go. All right. Now, producer Colt. Colt must make out. Coat was making an appearance once again here. Have to uh, get our honorable guest back in their traveling case. See you later, alligators. Catch you on Monday's show. Get rid of this nonsense. All of this nonsense. All right. Let me get rid of this, ladies and gentlemen. Bear with me just a few moments. You know, I really dislike when people say that you know bear with me me. bear with me please bear with me uh you know it just generally means it's going to be a long time before anything happens but uh (laughs) not going to be a long time because everything's already complete here ladies and gentlemen and that does it for today's money line dice roll of the day as a matter of fact that does it for the first half of episode number 77 of the ttl pod if you one of the kind, degenerate folks, gambling pals we have, or one of the few people far, or many people rather, in between, that just stop by every episode of the TTL pod for our best bets, the special play, the analysis, the trends, our wonderful guests, the Moneyline Dice, to dish out their rolling picks. If you're one of those people, and you're about to head on out of here, First things first, we appreciate you more than you know for stopping by today's show and every show that you decide to stop by and hammering in picks, bets, everything in between with the TTL crew. If you really are headed out of here, hope you have a spectacular rest of your Friday and a terrific start to your weekend. We will see you at the pay window this evening, but make sure you hit that notification button and you get ready for Monday's show because we're going to have another loaded one coming at you. And you know we need your help bankrupting these sports books one play at a time. So without further ado, have a great rest of your day. But to those of you sticking around for the second half of today's show, it's about to get wild. We're about to go to a place that we very rarely get to go to, but especially dive deep on Fridays. We're about to get hot and heavy. If your kids are near or in the room, I suggest you get them out. Because, oh, also maybe too, if you are no longer working remote and you got this bad boy up and live in prime time, Mm -hmm. 
you might want to go to the break room because it's about to get sweaty. Second half of today's show. Today's. Rants and Reactions! All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> here we go. Hopefully that got you on your toes, ready to rock and roll here for the second half of the show. It's time to drop it into first gear, kick it on back just a little bit, and talk some shit. Now, without further ado, I got to. I got to. You know how we kick it off on, uh, on Fridays here. It's... Uh, it's time we are live from the TTL production studios in Chicago for UFC 264 McGregor vs. Poirier 3 card breakdown main card parlay and maybe some props in between. Introducing first, fighting out of the red corner, the man sitting to my left, standing at six feet tall and weighing just what he should. This man is a freestyle fighter and will hit you with the elbows, with the knees, with the toes, and anything else he must have to get the victory in the eight-sided circle. The man, the myth. Riley Armax Magnuson. Connor, how you doing over there, man? I'm just good. I'm just fine. <laughs> we are live, ladies and gentlemen. We've been talking about it all week, all day long already. UFC 264 is upon us. One more sleep. The weigh-ins currently actually just got over, I do believe, or just about to start uh, final. Yes, actually being in, in Vegas, uh, just about to start the countdown clock for the fighters. We are here, ladies and gentlemen. We have made it to the weekend. Two more sleeps if you plan on taking a Saturday afternoon nap. Like oh, that. hey, hey, like like my my partner here, mm -hmm. he does like to indulge in a few of those from time to time. Eh, well, um, <laughs> actually, we got we got quite the uh, the action going on. We uh, we decided to go on a little um, little company lunch yesterday. Yes, we did. Say hey. So I'll go get some lunch, you know, kick it back, relax, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll game plan for the weekend here. Well, we decided to go to Honey Bake Ham. Oh, baby. Great, great lunch we had. Well, the mistake with that is is we went way too doggone hungry. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, well, we could grab a few things here for, mm -hmm. uh, for the, the weekend. Why not? Well, $92 later, we left with a slab of ribs, two pails of ham swiss cheese and pickle sliders yep a side of You're gonna, uh, double mac and cheese my stomach's growling man. and <laughs> a large <laughs> carrot cake mm, yeah, sure. we are locked and loaded ladies and gentlemen from this side of the table for ufc 264 so uh we want to get you guys locked and loaded too with some best bets, all of the good stuff, breaking down all of the fights, everything in between. Sorry if I made you hungry there. I do apologize as well, partner, because now I'm thinking about it as well. It is going to be a smorgasbord at hopefully, the TTL uh, Production Studios tomorrow. Things. Yeah, hopefully, or else uh, me and partner here are going to need a couple of hand trucks to get us the fuck out of mm -hmm. the TTL Production Studios because we'll probably weigh an additional 100 pounds than we do right now. 
With all that being said, you know, you never know what you're going to get here at the TTL pod, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know why you're surprised. But without further ado, uh, partner, if you could be so kind, uh, what time does the uh, card... I want to toss out a quick treat, tweet here. Um, what time does the card start? What uh, What's everything got rocking and rolling? Anything... Great uh, question. Has any uh, injury updates, anything came out here this morning? I don't think so. I haven't but. seen any injury updates by no means. I uh, believe the main card appears to be starting at 9 p.m. Pre- early prelims. As looking usual. at 5 p.m. All times are in Central Standard Time. For sure. Um, and then the... Uh, yes, yeah, so we got early prelims prelims looks like we got three and then uh oh no sorry i gotta drop down that would make sense uh four prelims and then the five card main card starting at nine seven for the four card preliminary preliminary card and four for the early prelims uh so yeah no injury news that i am aware of t-mobile arena over there in las vegas i am so damn juiced for this I, uh, there's actually some pretty damn uh, solid prelims on this card as well, my man. You've got some yes, solid uh, women's fight. Jennifer Maya versus Jessica I. Obviously, Jessica we're gonna have, Evil I, baby. Yeah, obviously we're gonna be talking about that, but that's uh, that's on the early prelims. That's the headliner for the early prelims. Uh, so needless to say, this card is going to be uh, pretty damn ridiculous. Sean O'Malley. Uh, leading off the fucking main card. Can't wait for that. He is a massive favorite. Um, so interested to see what some other betting angles on that one are because uh, probably not going to be wanting to eat that mm. minus 800 chalk no, no. on that one. No, no. Uh, you know, a little dry on that chalk these days. But, uh, yeah, we've got a hell of a card, man, and I cannot wait to get into it. Well, let's get with it then, my friend. Uh, yeah, actually, I uh, as I'm pulling everything up here, the weigh-in show is underway, rocking ah. and rolling right now. So, uh, boys are coming to the scales. Well, uh, before we dive into uh, best bets, everything uh, in between, some fights you guys should tune into. If you don't tune into anything else outside of McGregor and Poirier, which I don't know why you would, this is a stacked card. These are a few that you got to make sure your eyes are glued to the tube for. Outside of McGregor and Poirier, which I will get real deep into sure. my thoughts and opinions with that. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to watch the co-main, ladies and gentlemen. You've got Stephen Wonderboy Thompson versus Gilbert Burns. That is going to be electric. There is no other way to describe that whatsoever. Uh, cannot wait. I'll also break that down a little bit more when I get some best bets and stuff there. Another one, a couple of, um, well, an, an older dog and then a guy starting to cut his teeth here a little bit more. Um, well, actually, he's been in, in the UFC for a little bit of time now. You got Carlos Condent versus Max Griffin. Uh, that should be a scrap and a half. <laughs> All right, I have to stop you and laugh. What do you got? Because I'm trying to look at some fight logs here as we go through because uh, the third fight on the main card is tied to Ivasa versus Greg Hardy. Right. I was trying to see uh, Greg Hardy's fight history. It promptly pulled up his NFL stats. Oh, and his nice. NFL game lock. So I have no nice. idea. He's all seven right. and three in the UFC, but I don't know who that's against. All right. Well, hey, no <laughs> problem at all. We'll get we'll get there eventually at some point in time. Not to worry at all. Uh, but yeah, they do still have him as a Dallas Cowboy on ESPN. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty interesting. Oh. So there you go. Um, outside of the main card, another great one to watch. Actually, I'm very interested to see how Nico Price handle it, handles himself. Nico Price versus Michael Pereira. Uh, going to be very interesting. Uh, old Mi- or Michelle Pereira. I'm sorry. Uh, it's uh, it's something like that. It's, mm-hmm. He's the Brazilian guy. He's you know they always mm-hmm. have uh, have a little bit additional enunciation on the old names there. But uh, trained actually back in the day, trained with some 
serious Brazilian guys. And that's why I always hashtag don't fade Brazilians in the UFC because we'll they are some bad dudes. But you typically bad do fade uh, one or <laughs> one so. a card. One a card. But we'll see what happens here. Who knows? Uh, yeah, so make sure you're tuned in for that one. Nico Price, Michelle Pereira. Uh, other than that, uh, there's just going to be a lot of guys getting some big names. Uh, Trevin Giles for Strikers to Places. That is going to be a solid, solid fight. Uh, both of those guys coming in. Trevin with 14 and 2, and Dreisus 15 and 2. So that'll be a match and a half. Uh, you you said it just a little bit ago, partner. Jennifer Maya yeah. uh, versus Jessica Evil Eye. That should be a yeah. scrap and a half um, in the women's flyweight. E- uh, Evil Eye, she actually has. Uh, all of a sudden, turned that career path around and has been uh, running through the competition. So she's coming she, up her last. She got two losses in the two last losses, two. Actually, oh, actually, last two. Who did she fight in the last fight? Uh, Calderwood. Lost ah, to Calderwood. Joanne Calderwood. That's right. That's right. I do remember that. Uh, so yeah, that one will be kind of a toss-up. This actually might uh, have Jessica's a uh, little bit of a career uh, hanging in the Honestly, balance more. Yeah. So, uh, and Jennifer Maya has been running through the competition. Yep, I know ran that into Valentina back. Shevchenko, and that so. was about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she she hit Valentina Shevchenko, and that was the uh, hole in the wall. So. Right. There's that. Um, Omari Akhmedov is fighting Brad Tavares. That'll be a fight and a half. And then for the first time uh, in a long time, I was wondering if we were going to see him back after a few rough losses. Uh, Zalgas Zumagulov coming back to fight Jerome Rivera, uh, getting the card kicked off. Actually, the second fight of the night. Uh, Zumagulov had pretty traditionally been the first fight of the night and he had uh, gotten worked a few times back to back a lot of lot of information swirling around his name about being this big guy uh who's just a striker and should be able to come in and dominate and a wrestler and he's got all the tools and and he's gotten worked in his last few fights. So I'm interested to see what Zumagulov does. And then uh, kicking off the card, uh, Alan Amadovsky versus Hu Yazong. That should be pretty uh, pretty solid. Uh, they're in middleweight. Those guys are both starting to cut their teeth and really starting to try and get some rankings here in the UFC. So I think uh, it'll be fireworks to kick off the UFC 264 prelims for sure. So there are some fights. Obviously, Sugar Sean, you're, you're going to want to watch. And then Tai Tuivasa, Greg Hardy. Those are going to be some great fights to watch. Let's... Uh, Let's dive right into, we might as well just uh, get the old um, main card parlay out of the way here. Let's go for it. Get it rocking and rolling. And then I will uh, also also dive into some of the additional fights and uh, some round props and different stuff that I like there as well. So let's hit the UFC 264 main card. What do we got here? 30 to 1 odds boost on FanDuel actually for you guys um, if you hadn't seen this yet. Uh, place your first $5 wager on outright uh, either McGregor or Poirier to win the fight and receive plus 3,000 exclusive huh. odds payout. So you can only bet 5 bucks, but it's 5 bucks to win 150 Interesting. So it's, yeah, it's plus 3,000. So, I mean, that's uh, that's pretty solid, but you got to take... That's New Year's-ish? McGregor or Poirierito. <laughs> what the Who the fuck? fuck is that? Who's Poirierito? Who the hell's Poirierito? Oh if uh, <laughs> if anybody at FanDuel is watching this, or uh, if anybody knows anybody at FanDuel, Poirierito. Apparently, who's fighting this weekend? You can place your first bet on either McGregor or Poirierito to that. win the fight. Uh, yeah, that's definitely that's definitely getting screenshot in case they uh, don't change that. I'll I'll, uh, I'll show you guys later on uh, Twitter. But so you uh, guys see that. On top of your boost that you're talking about on FanDuel, I believe that one's for new users. If you're on DraftKings, anyone can opt into uh, same thing, McGregor or Poirier, but it's plus 150 odds boost uh, for either side. So if you're liking that side there, it's going to be plus 150. 
All right. Well, thank you for that as well, because I hadn't looked at uh, the old mm-hmm. DraftKings yet. Um, so let's get right on into it here, ladies and gentlemen. My main card parlay this week for UFC 264. First fight on the card, the main card, Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Chris Mutino. You know where I'm going to land. However, I'm going to do a quick little look um, on FanDuel. Sugar Sean is at minus the thousand to wow, win this fight. So obviously that's where I'm citing. However, um, we to make this a little bit less holy shit. There's no way. Yeah, that's, like, just that's, a, that's just that's just terrible. Might not. Yeah, might uh, skip it if you're doing that. Yeah, exactly. Sugar Sean by KO or TKO. Still pretty chalky, but. Minus 290 for Sugar Sean. Might be the safe play for a parlay. Yeah, honestly. Uh, So I will drop in Sugar Sean O'Malley by KO or TKO for the first leg on my main card parlay. Now, before we get into anything else, gun to your head, what round? Because you get plus money if you correctly pick the round uh, that he wins. Sorry, it's not even KO. Let me get into that outside okay. no, of, that's fair. of the main card no, no, parlay because go I got right a, I got a couple of those okay. I want to rock. Go right through. So I'll, I'll come back to that if you guys if you I, I got some round props too. I'll come back to that because some of these higher higher odds I'll definitely go into those. All right, um, keeping it moving. Irene Aldana versus Yana Kunitskaya. Uh, Irene Aldana coming off of a unanimous decision defeat against Holly Holm uh, in the last fight, and then I do believe. I guess I could look this up, but I'm just trying to test my knowledge. I got it right uh, So the, she lost to Holly Holm in her last unanimous Correct. decision. Two lost two out of her last five, and then Anna Kunitskaya has won four out of her last five. I know that for a fact, Jack. She is solid. She is dominant. I you said she won or lost four of the last one, four yeah, of the yeah, last okay, five. Okay, um, and I, you know, I, it's gotten me in trouble the last couple cards here going against some of these Russian fighters and yeah. some of these um, Dazakhstani fighters. Like that, that, that's what they do. And when they are in an underdog spot, they tend to show up even better than right. they, they they were anticipated to. So I got burned pretty hard on that on a much, much larger underdog than this last week. Okay. And Kunitsky is right at minus 102 right now as yeah. an underdog on FanDuel. So I'm going to go ahead and lock in Yana Kunitsky. Okay. I, I think she's uh, just a little bit better, uh, well-rounded fighter. She um, Just for being a little bit shorter, she still does have plenty of reach, and I think she might end up taking this to the ground and just ground and pounding the mess yeah. out of um, Aldana here. So there's where I'm going to lie. I'm going to go Kunitsky uh, versus Aldana. So okay. there's my second one. That's my, uh, of the main card, that's the one I am least familiar with, so I'll definitely have to ride with you on that one. Yeah, it, it just, it feels like the safer play. Not that I don't like Aldana, not that Aldana isn't good, but uh, hashtag don't, fa- don't fade Russians. Okay. Not, not hashtag don't bet against Brazilian, but hashtag don't fade don't Russians. Fade Russians. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Moving into the third fight on the main card, tied to Ivasa, Greg Hardy. We talked about it uh, before, just a little bit ago, but... This one's a little bit challenging for me. I can't lie to you guys. Uh, Greg Hardy, I you know, let me peep out old tapology because they they don't have any problem uh, with dropping Growing stuff. Up as NFL in. Stuff. So yeah, they're not going to uh, they're not going to have ridiculous. 
Let's see. Greg, the Prince of War Hardy, ladies and gentlemen, uh, going into his previous fights. Oh, he's coming off of that loss to Marcin Tibera uh, in his last one in round two uh, by ground and pound. Uh, then he had also beat Maurice Green and Jorgen DeCastro in those two previous matchups. Uh, decision and then uh, uh, TKO victory against Maurice Green. That had Before that, I forgot that Jorgen DeCastro about had been canceled twice. They've ah, been trying to schedule that a lot. Right. That was going back and forth. And then before that, he took a loss to uh, Alexander Volkov, who, as we just saw, get worked by Cyril Gaon for right. five rounds. So, you know, I kind of want to lean Greg Hardy. Really? However, I just don't trust him enough. He has shown me just... And, and not not to say that this is all to turn me all the way off, but there's certain instances, uh, like he's used an inhaler a few times in the cage. Um, he Don't love to see it, that. It always seems to just be something yeah. in a Greg Hardy yeah. fight. There's always something with him in a Greg Hardy fight. And, you know, I'm all about the Aussies, and I, I, I'm betting on a shoey here with this fight. So give me all a tie yeah. to Ivasa to get this one done. Uh, currently right now, minus 142 favorite, so I will gladly hammer him in. Yeah, I'll be back in uh, on that one. I can't remember what he said, but somebody asked him about the shoeys, and he was kind of like, yeah, I kind of I kind of realize that it's gross, but, uh, you know. I gotta do it. It, it is what <laughs> it is. Paraphrasing, but you know, it's something along like, those lines. Like, and also, it's it's an Australian thing. You just yeah. you just gotta do it. And he's coming off of um, a great win against Harry Hunsucker. I forgot about that one, and then uh, beat Stefan Struve. Had a few rough losses before that, but man, I think he is uh, he is the real deal, Holyfield. And this is going to be one of those fights that'll kind of get him along and and kind of knocking just, on the door of the top half. There. Yeah, definitely. And I just division. I just don't think Ty has has enough to to get it done. So you there you Greg? go. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Greg, to get it done. <laughs> I apologize. Ty has more than enough. Bam, bam, has more than enough to whew, to get it done. All right, moving right along. Co-main, Dorino Burns. Boo-ha! Gilbert Dorino Burns. That is uh, that is the new thing of all the Brazilians hmm. when they get a big win or whatever. Buha is there. Uh, okay. I'm not exactly sure what that means. Okay. Uh, I got to find that out. But I know they said it one time on a broadcast. Either way, Dorino facing Wonder Boy. Um, you know, Wonder Boy is the favorite here, at minus one fifty six, and I think very deservedly so. Um, I don't think you're getting. I don't I don't think these lines are off. I really don't. I don't think just because Burns is coming off of that loss to Kamaru Usman that you're getting him at plus 122. I don't think that's all that factors into this. Uh, a lot of people don't realize how doggone good Stephen Wonderboy right. Thompson is. He is he comes from a karate background. He's been fighting since he was 4 or 5 years old. I mean, he has done the damn thing, walked the walk, talked the talk. And it actually kind of looked like he was going to be going out. He had a great win over Jorge Masvidal, and then he lost back-to-back fights against Darren Till and Anthony Pettis. And right. it's like, ah, those are some of the guys in the in the division right now. You need to be beaten. Well, Darren Till fades into the black. Anthony Pettis goes over to PFL, fades into the black. Wonderboy Thompson steps the fuck up and right. says, hey, you want to put these young guys in front of me and try and kickstart their career off of one of, one of me and use me as a springboard, as an old dog? Uh-uh, not here today. Back-to-back wins coming off of against Vicente Luque and Jeff Neal. Two very, very, very scary and dominant opponents at, at the 170-pound right. weight class. He handled them with ease. I believe firmly that Dorino is going to try and turn this into a grappling match. Period, point-blank, period. 
he cannot outstrike Wonderboy. He cannot come in and try and have all those power bombs and shot that he does, or he's going to catch a whip kick right to the jaw and he's going to go sleepy sleep like so many fighters before him have against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. So with all that being said, I think that Thompson is going to be more than prepared to keep this fight on the feet. We've seen it from him time and time again. He is a veteran of the UFC. I think he is in a very, very good mindset. He knows exactly what the UFC is trying to use him for. And actually right now, he's got a very solid opportunity to plant himself once again in the top five at the 170 class. So I got to lock in Steven Thompson, man. I think he gets the job done. I hate to say it as uh, electrifying as Dorino looked coming up from 155 into 170. I just think he kind of starts struggling like he was at 155. And I don't know if he can ever recover from the loss to to Usman because that, that was more than just a title loss to him. That was a loss to somebody who had trained with him for a very long time and somebody he was very confident he could beat and pieced him up and worked right. him up so not to mention you know, look back at his uh, last handful of fights before that i mean it's not the most star-studded cast of dudes that he ran through i mean the biggest name on there is tyrone woodley but that's on eh, you robert know, whitaker uh i'm just talking was, about yeah i'm like talking last about the last few yeah, yeah yeah the last few and tyrone woodley was uh woodley on obviously on the back half of his career the very end of his career so yeah nothing well it too... was actually it was actually a majority draw against Tyron Woodley. Okay. And then um, that was actually for the welterweight strap when Tyron Woodley was the champion. And then they ran it back and Woodley got the second. So that's that's kind of where his bump in the road was. And then they all started thought he was going to start fading and yada, yada, yada. And then he gave got Jeff Neal, got Vicente Luque, and Stephen Thompson's back. Okay. So No, I'm talking about Burns. This is his last handful of fights. Oh, I thought you were talking about Thompson. Yeah, no, oh, no, Gilbert no, Burns. no. I'm talking about Burns. I'm right I'm right aligned with you on, on, on Wonderboy. I'm ah. right there with you on that. I'm talking uh, Burns' last handful. No, no, yeah, Burns. Burns' last handful of fights before Usman aren't super impressive yeah. as far as star studded. Absolutely. That's, all that, that's yeah, what yeah. I was about to say. I'm like, damn, Wonderboy's got a shitload no, no, of star studded no, 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 on him. Darren Hill, like, Anthony Pettis, Tyron Wood. Like, what? wait, what? Johnny Hendricks? I'm like, what? No, no, no. Okay, now I got you now. So, yeah, definitely Doreen just hasn't had some of these guys and man i i just like stephen thompson his shot right now to get into the top five so give me stephen thompson uh for the fourth leg there and ladies and gentlemen for the main event of the evening conor mcgregor versus dustin poirier the rubber match oh boy i i i am getting so excited even just thinking about this ladies and gentlemen I want to say this accurately and say this right, which is why I took a brief pause here. So, you know, a lot of people will talk and will say that Conor McGregor has lost four out of his last seven fights. He's not the same guy that he once was. He's gotten too wrapped up into the glitz and the glamour and being a billionaire by the time he's 35 and he turns 33 next week. And got a kid and a family and his wife and uh, he's got proper 12 and he's got all this shit going on he's mm-hmm. he's not a fighter anymore he's 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 done he doesn't need to even fight what's the point of even fighting i just said it to you right there mystic mac doesn't have to do this fight he has no need to show up at the t-mobile arena he does not need to cash another 10 figure check let me reassure you of that. 
He could fall off the face of the earth right now, never have another deal, and his kids, 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 grandkids would still be fine. That all being said, he's doing it. He's doing it to prove to you, to me, to you, to everybody out there that has either been a McGregor fan or a McGregor doubter that he's still Mystic Mac. And I'm buying back into the hype this time. Few key reasons, though. I will be taking Conor McGregor on the money line to win this fight, to win the trilogy. Because I think he's back. And this is not a, oh, I think Conor's back. I think he's back. I, this is a, I have watched Conor McGregor for the better part of a decade now. And I haven't seen him like this since 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019 when he's holding both belts. I haven't seen him like this in a long time. In Abu Dhabi, I told you this, partner. He's looking a little thicker. They fought They fought up. They fought at a, mm-hmm. a heavier weight class. Mm-hmm. He had the, the wife, the kids with him. They rolled out the red carpet. He showed up in a Rolls Royce. They had everything out for him in Abu Dhabi. A huge private luxury suite because the king was back. You know, the whole deal. And he admitted it. He bought into that. And that has tended to happen here recently over Conor McGregor's late career. He has had a great fight. All the fanfare, everything comes back, makes shitload of money, does some deals, does some everything. His name's back up on lights, takes another fight, and gets starched. And then he comes back, wins the fight, next fight gets starched. Well, he's coming off of that starching to Dustin Poirier, and I watched the entire press conference last night. And uh, this is this is the Mystic Mac. He is back back. I have not seen the bony-faced, weight-cutting Connor for so long. And he looks scary. He looks primed. And a man that steps into an octagon and is crazy enough to lock themselves in there with another man and has no reason to be in there at all to survive in life but is simply doing that because of legacy, that's a man I cannot back, or I cannot fade. So uh, (laughs) I will gladly... Gladly, gladly, because I also think a lot of the people who will be betting on Dustin Poirier, which I do believe it's going to be a large majority of the public, are going to be betting based on fight number two, not based on these two gentlemen's career paths in the UFC and what the differences in the level, the level that McGregor is on compared to Poirier. There's a, there's a, you, you will see a difference on Saturday. It was a, uh, yeah, that's uh, fight two. Yeah, that's all I'll say, but, uh, you're going to see a difference on Saturday. Let me tell you that. Okay. So fifth and final main card bet, Conor McGregor money line. With all that being said, partner, you're going Poirier, huh? I'm leaning towards Dustin, my man. And not that you didn't nail everything you just said, because I do like what you just said. I, I'm going Dustin, my man. I'm Why you Dustin. got Dustin? I mean, I saw so, yeah, just I, because he won the last. No, fight it's not just because like of the last one. I, uh, the line should be like that, and that's part of it, though. Why I'm, I'm curious as to why Connor is the underdog in this fight, uh, despite the last one. I feel like that's gonna because they want lead the more newbie UFC fighters. They want the newbie UFC. Nah, that's not how lines work. They don't work like football. Okay, they don't work like football in okay. the UFC. That's something I've learned. Okay. However, 
I, I get what you're and saying. And I'm not calling you a better. homer by any means because nope. you did you had fantastic. No, no, no. Uh, this is not a homer play. I have you had fantastic. I'm not as nearly but... high on Conor McGregor as I used to be. However, he's still one of my favorite fighters right. of all time. But he has shown some holes in his game. However, this is not the Conor McGregor we saw in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not married to my pick here. My mind could be changed, but. Uh... I might be going Dustin. Now, this is one of the few fights that we get every single year. There's three, four fights every single year that once the fight is starting, you just feel anxious as it's starting and in a good way. Like, oh, mm. shit, something's about to go down, and I, uh, I'm i ready for all of it. And the uh, landscape of this division in the UFC is going to be changed because of this. And I think that's going to be delivered tomorrow night, and I think we're going to see fireworks. I think so, too. I think we are definitely going to see fireworks. I, you know, I uh, hey, whatever you, whatever you want, whatever you think. If you want to roll with Dustin again, but um, I'm just here to tell you, for those of you new UFC fans who've only been watching for about year, two years now, consistently, there's a whole other side of Conor McGregor that you have not had the pleasure to watch in the octagon yet you saw him so far if you have been watching for that amount of time you saw him for 20 seconds against donald cerrone and then you saw him for three rounds wanting to get rounds something that conor mcgregor doesn't do and get starts by dustin poirier that's all you've seen of him you're about to see a whole new conor mcgregor i'm just i'm trying to tell you but don't believe me believe me whatever you want to do one more time my main card parlay of the day uh, not of the day, of the weekend of the UFC 264 fight card. One more time. I am taking Sugar Sean O'Malley. Not on the money line, but I am taking Method of Victory. Sean O'Malley by KO or TKO. Right around minus 290 odds on there. Second leg, I am taking Yana Kunitskaya over Irene Aldana. Third fight, I am taking Tai Tuivasa over Greg Hardy. Fourth fight. Co-main, I am taking Stephen Thompson over Gilbert Burns. And for the fifth and final main event of the evening, I'm taking Conor McGregor over Dustin Poirier. All righty. What's your odds there? I got odds of a 1375. Okay. So if you uh, like the first four of his plays, but you like Dustin over Conor, it is 1235. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Either way you want to lean, whatever you want to do. There you have it. Let me uh, make sure, as always, I do that just in case. All right. Perfect. There we go. There we have it, ladies and gentlemen. My main card parlay. All right. Um, now, just a few additional bets that I think are worth mentioning, I think uh, are worth adding to your uh, Saturday evening bet slip here. Uh, obviously, yes, Sean O'Malley, uh, you have absolutely insane odds yeah. on this right now and you mentioned it you don't know much about this mutino guy correct not much at all he doesn't have a whole huge background as a matter of fact while i have tapology uh pulled up and rocking and rolling shout out to tapology you guys have uh been uh you guys have been my uh, go-to for the once again the better part of a decade thank you so much you guys have some of the best shit on the planet but uh yes he's still uh, still has not fought in the UFC. It's because he's been in the CFFC and the CS. So, yeah, um, very surprising uh, to see him getting the fight against Sugar Sean O'Malley. I mean, does the UFC some know something we don't? I, I don't know. And it's almost kind of a slap in the face to Sugar Sean if you say you say to me, you, you're giving him a guy on his UFC debut, like just, just because of what happened against Marlon Vera. But granted, the, the big knock on Sugar is 
injuries, man. Injuries? He can't, he can't yeah. stay off the fucking injury bus, man. I mean, well, it, we talked about it last something. time, and he ended up. I don't remember. Maybe it was two fights ago, but he he and he's been vocal about it. He's going for the highlight reel play, and in some cases, I think at some point it's going to come back and bite him in the ass because I, I can't remember if it was last fight or the fight before. He basically had the fight finished, but chose to not really finish that fight because he wanted to have a better highlight reel knockout. So. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying that's going to bite him in the ass today or tomorrow because we're both on uh, him to win by knockout. But uh, if you're taking uh, O'Malley and you can believe that you will predict, excuse me, if you're taking Sean O'Malley, Malley, I'm I'm stumbling over my words so hard here. Round one, two, or three. If you can correctly pick the round, plus money on all of them. Round one, plus 105. So uh, the books think he's going to get it done in round one, plus 320 on round two, plus 900 in round three to go the distance. You can actually even get better odds than that, than just in a round. You can do a double combo. You can do method of victory and round combo, which is what I wanted to dive into for some really, really good odds. You can go Sean O'Malley, KOTKO, round one, plus 110. So I'm glad you said that because it's plus literally just a little bit yep, more that's fair and you're getting just a little bit better odds on it you even go into round two which eh, well i don't know plus 350 so you know i don't like a round in particular because it could be that same exact thing we saw last time where he doesn't he might have he doesn't go to walk go it off it. and who knows what the case might be i don't know enough about this mutino guy to really say if he's going to be able to to hold his own, I mean, he's only got two losses out of his last um, seven fights. So, I mean, he's been he's been decent. He's been, I mean, I guess obviously he's a formidable opponent, but I uh, I'm not buying into it whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I think another good safe bet would be Sugar Sean O'Malley uh, winning round one. That plus okay. one hundred five wouldn't wouldn't be a bad bet whatsoever. Um, just a sprinkle on the side. Um, not getting the greatest odds on it, but you can also go, um, over under one and a half. Yep. So I was just going to under one and a half, maybe, but you could also potentially sprinkle that over one and a half. Cause it's only a plus plus one fifty eight, mm-hmm. And if he does that walk off shit, like last time, that's just fine. Cause we only need to get to two minutes and 30 seconds. Right. Oh, well, the second round, yeah. two minutes and 29 seconds sure. in the second round. And that bet cashes. So it's worth a look let me just tell you that it's worth a look uh but we'll see we'll see if we hammer in uh, any of that uh, other jazz there i'll be sure to get, keep you guys updated um on the old twitter however outside of that um for the for the co-main might be worth a look little steven wonderboy thompson um k-o-t-k-o not saying he gets it, not saying he does it, but for plus 350 odds and his track record, that's worth a look and a half. Let me tell you that. Um, I, I He's got some serious, even though he doesn't look like it, he's got some serious knockout power. And I think if Gilbert gets a little bit too over-anxious and gets a little bit too confident, I think he'd go sleep real fast. Yeah. So that, that's definitely worth a look to me there. Uh, yeah, goofy, goofy thing to just double check on certain types of these props. Cause I mean, I was interested, as you said that I'm interested in what Thompson's double chance is, TKO or on points. It's minus 160, but his money line is at minus 156. Hmm. How the hell does that make a lick of sense? Not really at all. <laughs> Not doesn't... really whatsoever. Um, so that, and then also this too, 
Um, if you do like that KOTKO prop for Steven Thompson, you're getting under two and a half rounds at plus 122 right now. Okay. So another little something to think about there. That's a very short line, and that would be all the way to two minutes and 29 seconds in the third round. So right. that's a lot of time. So that under, not, uh, not worth passing by. You might want to give that one a look as well. Let me look. I really wanted to see here for McGregor Poirier because, once again, even though I had to pick McGregor there, I will be rooting for McGregor. That's where I lie. This is this is a this is a a fight fans fight. This is this is period what it is. I I've been thinking about this fight forever ever since the second fight got done in Abu Dhabi. I knew this was probably going to be the next fight that we saw out of these two. I mean, Dustin's been saying that up and down. I mean, that was the only real logical thing you could do for either one of these guys uh, going forward. So. You know, that all being said, I kind of uh, I kind of like a little little round prop action here. For what the odds are, and this kind of goes against well my bet. And if it goes into this action, it very easily can become Dustin Poirier's fight. Mm-hmm. But over two and a half rounds for plus one hundred six is not too shabby whatsoever. Not too shabby. So I don't know. It's something worth a look, but also the under two and a half is only at minus 134. So that over is definitely worth a look. I mean, we'll see. But once again, I, uh, I'll i see some of the line movement over the course of today and then into tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow morning. And I'll definitely, if I if I hammer any additional outstanding props, you know I'll always drop them on Twitter and everything out there. So make sure you're following me there so you can get, uh, get a luck, low down on everything I got coming out tomorrow. So if I've got a question for you, if Conor McGregor's winning, do you definitely believe that it's round one, two, or three? Okay. Uh, odds for that, Connor to win in round one, two, or three at pl- are at plus 165. Those are better odds than him to win by KO or knockout, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so... Plus 150 for McGregor by KO, TKO in the entire fight. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if if that is... Um, if this fight... In, if Connor wins, that's how this fight goes. I mean, he... There's no, there's no other option. It's either got to be early in the first or second round because sure. if this... And Dustin said it too. I mean, it is the truth, and Connor knows this. If it is a, uh, if it's a five-round point fight, that is uh, Dustin Poirier's mojo. Yeah, it's where he loves. Diamonds are formed under pressure, and that's how he has his nickname. That's the fight he loves. So, Connor wants to win this fight. He's got to come in and get him out early. Now, we'll see what Dustin actually intends on doing. That's actually uh, a very, very kind of thing that everybody's talking about. Is he going to wrestle? Is he going to shoot right off the bat? Is he going to stand and bang to start it off like before? Is he going to really utilize those calf kicks like he did in the last fight? Has Connor learned to be able to check those calf kicks? Is Connor going to be throwing calf kicks of his own? Is Connor going to try any type of ground game? Like, there's so much that could go into this fight, and I honestly have no idea. I don't know what way it's going to play out. I don't know. But what I do believe and what I think is that Connor's going to come in an entirely different beast. And I think that he catches Dustin early and he gets him out of there. Um, so if, if you want to go under, yeah, you, you're siding with me. You think McGregor. But I, I honestly think that this is going to be real interesting. We heard uh, Dustin yesterday at the press conference. They asked him, so what are you going to do? And, and you know, classic mind game. He says, I'm going to shell and shoot. And then just drop the phone or drop the mic. So... Obviously, his entire game plan is not to shell and shoot, right. but he is uh, 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll Keeping see that under wraps, no doubt. Yeah, no idea what's going to come of that. No idea what's going to happen. Uh, but I can promise you one thing. It's going to be one hell yeah. of a fight. Like I said, you agree that this is one of the few three, four fights a year where you're just anxious as fuck when it starts? Yeah. Like, this, oh, boy. You have no idea what's going to go. Yeah, this is when when that first... Uh, I love both these guys. I'm a huge when, fan of when, both of these when guys, o, honestly. When O'Herb does a one, a two, and a skiddly-diddly-do, yep. <laughs> it's about to go down. Yeah. I cannot wait. I cannot wait, ladies and gentlemen. So, anything else uh, you saw there, partner? Uh, anything I did not hit, didn't talk about? Uh, anything in between? I don't think so. Who, if you got one lock on those prelims, who's your maybe lock? lock of the prelims or favorite? I like where your head's at. Uh, lock of the prelims. I like. Uh, I like. Uh, I don't think just guys taking this one, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, Maya's just a little bit too substantial of a favorite to bet straight up. Um, if you want some good odds that I don't think is too crazy. No. No. I mean, I, yeah. I got, so two guys, two guys I would look at. I'll give you a dog and I'll give you a favorite. Um, Favorite, I would say Michael Predadia, but I'm honestly kind of looking at the lines too, and that's why I'm taking both sides. But doggone it, they're almost the same. Uh, Michael Predadia minus 168 over Nico Price. I think Michelle is just going to be a little bit too much for Nico. Nico's a dog. Don't get me wrong. He's a great fighter, but I think Michelle is just going to be a little bit too much for Nico. And then underdog Omari Akhmedov against Brad Tavares. Hashtag do not fade Russians. Okay. Uh, he's an underdog plus 138. You're getting decent odds on him. And I think Brad Tavares is just a little bit too favored at minus 176. Okay. Just a little bit too high. So a couple of prelim locks right. I think might be worth an addition to your Saturday evening bet slip. Omari Akhmedov and Michelle Peredia. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my friends, that officially does it for... UFC 264 card breakdown, main card parlay, side bets, everything in between. That might be one of the longest ones. Um, uh, worth it for this card. 150% <laughs> worth it. Uh, honestly, not uh, not too crazy. Anything else we got to get into here? Um, just a couple of yeah, quick... Couple, through a couple, lot of it. Yeah, a couple quick little things here to touch on. We already are uh, pretty much at the usual time we'd be mm-hmm. at for the entire uh, rants and reactions. So we'll get it uh, wrapped up here shortly. But quick little uh, update for the kind folks out there, partner. Uh, John Deere Classic. How are things rocking and rolling? John Deere Classic. You got Sebastian. Sebastian Munoz, they are right in the middle of round two right now, but minus 12 for Munoz right now. Uh, Like we said, not any huge names. A little bit of oversight on our part because the Scottish Open is happening on the European Tour. Um, And John Rahm, as it stands right now, is tied for the lead on the European Tour. Dare I say back-to-back majors for Mr. John Rahm next week because we got the British Open coming up next week. Mm. Dare I say it, partner? Quite possibly, but uh, he's got to get this win first. In order to go back to back. No, I'm saying next week, major. This priming him up for next week's major. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Get back-to-back major championships. Okay, I get where you're going there. Quite possibly. Dad power, my friend. He's going to be the favorite. He's got to be the favorite. I would say so. 
But uh, yeah, that's what we got going on. You're being tour. Uh, yeah, oversight on our part. Rory McIlroy getting his clubs taken. Mm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> random fan just walking out right in the middle of the fairway during uh, and just hey, let I think me it was a tee box. But either way, tee box. Either way, hey, let me test this bad boy out. See what we got rocking and rolling. Yeah, didn't make a single. If yeah. you haven't seen it, go check it out. Didn't make a single bit of eye contact with anyone. Just rolled up, grabbed Rory's club right out, trying to grab it, fumbled with it a little bit, and they kind of look at him like what? And then he just grabs it and just. Over on the side, just doing a little bit of this action, and uh, they're. Yeah, I, I wish it would have happened to somebody else that would have just been like, "Hey, dude, what the fuck are you doing?" People have just done lost their minds, my friend. We, we I don't about, even want to say we because I am yeah, not. I no. don't fall into that category. <laughs> yeah. I would never show up at a fucking PGA event and take a professional's club. Let and start alone the most famous one in the in the what, country what uh, you, or in the continent of Europe. What are you doing? Like, we talked about. We talked about fans like shouting in Phil Mickelson's backswing as like the peak of golf, like the equivalent to what's like been going on in the NBA. Get, yeah, right. this is and the worst it could the, get, and it's got even worse. Like boys and girls, this is not the NBA playoffs. This is PGA Tour golf. That's what, some, what are we uh, doing? Obviously, we have no idea who that guy is, but that's that's just looked like some like Larry David shit. Like, uh, <laughs> like for whatever reason, he's just like absolutely no choice has to go like. What is he working with over here? Like, what, what, is there a difference I, 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 here? I like, gotta know. I gotta, I gotta know. know. Is there something different here? Like, that's that's what I saw. <laughs> then he ends up breaking it or something on the backswing. <laughs> or hey, I might I might have to for a potential blog write that curb your enthusiasm episode. episode? Well, that's not a bad idea. At might all. have some to. fan fiction. Holy shit, man! Do I gotta? Where's my pen? <laughs> oh, I got oh my you're playing with here. my pen. Oh, here my we pen. go. Uh, let's see. Uh, curb <laughs> episode. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, LD on T box. Hey, you guys might uh, might be seeing a blog coming out here soon. <laughs> you know, uh, there you go. So that'll uh, uh, that'll probably be coming out shortly, my friends. I cannot lie to you. Once the blog is up and running, just a little, uh, just a little test. No. Gonna, gonna have a little uh, Kirby enthusiasm script uh, as one of the upcoming <laughs> blogs here. <laughs> so that should be absolutely electric. Uh, there you go. There you have it. Everything uh, coming out PGA wise. Um, few brief updates. NFL. Nothing crazy there. Nothing to really dive into. Uh, we already took enough of your time, but just a brief reminder. 62 days that is uh all we have left ladies and gentlemen by the time we see you next it will be under a month oh two months oh, under two months i'm sorry by the time we see you next yeah hopefully uh <laughs> hopefully you're not away that long uh, oh shit might have messed that one up huh uh either way there you go you know us big college basketball guys over here on this side of the table we've been counting down with john rothstein 123 days remain until the college basketball season is upon us once again. Outside of that, nothing too crazy. couple quick pit stops in the MLB and the NBA. NHL is all but over, so yep. be a while before you hear us talk about that again. But a couple updates in the MLB. Told you a few days back that Jake DeGrom had decided to opt out of the MLB All-Star game for this season. Uh, nothing really cited about it, but uh, just decided not to. Well, we have a few more players now who have decided to stay out. And partner, I ask you, 
Is this due to them wanting to continue some sort of hot streak that they're on and avoid any risk of injury, or is it potentially because that the two gentlemen we are about to discuss have such an aura and cloud around them hmm. that uh, they don't want to risk being booed off the damn diamond? I don't know. It's uh, I'm thinking maybe a little bit of a combination of both. They'll probably uh, cite it as the first case of it. Mm. Uh, but Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve going to take a seat uh, during this All-Star game. Not mm-hmm. in the All-Star game on the bench, but uh, at home enjoying, uh, enjoying their time off. Because, I, I mean, I can't fault people for wanting to skip the All-Star game. But you have to wonder, are we going to get our ass chewed out by the fans? Uh, it's going to be awkward as fuck in the right. dugout with my fellow uh, All-Star teammates mates. who yeah. probably... Freaking hate us. Yep. Uh, obviously, a little bit of the heat has been taken off of them with uh, obviously sticky stuff coming out, and uh, you know sprinklings of well, other rumors. You know, in the well, past maybe not years, even but. maybe not even if adding more heat to them because of how much this has become a dog and pony show with the war on sticky stuff, yep. and how little anything happened with the Houston Astros. Yeah. What uh, I just had this thought. What if we get an uh, All Star game uh, sticky stuff ejection? How wild would that be? That would be electrifying. <laughs> be I would wonder... <laughs> Are they going to do checks, first of all? That's what I want to know. Are they going to do checks at the All-Star game? Will they be checking at the MLB I need All-Star to know this question. game? Hmm, that's interesting. I need to know this Interesting. Question. You know, actually, i got to find out the answer to that as well, so we will be writing that down probably also. Uh, yeah, are they going to be checking at the All-Star game? Are we going to have potential sticky stuff being snuck in, and uh, we ain't going to see no offense? Lock of the night for the home run derby. Someone's going to make the joke like, ah, ha, ha, let me check the the pitcher or for whatever guy. Oh, what you got in your glove there? Probably. Lock of the night. I would imagine. Lock of the I night. would imagine. <laughs> I have no doubt behind that. So there you go. Correa and Altuve both sitting out this year's ASG, ladies and gentlemen. Good. Who cares? Who cares? Either way, we don't need any trash can bangers on this side of the dugout. So moving right along, partner, I know your heart's fluttering. I know you've been just jumping for joy. Oh, don't even play it down over there. Like, you are not. I thought we were moving on, actually. Overjoyed. (laughs) Not overjoyed. Quick little stop. One more stop. Wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt. The B of the D, if you will. A little bit of time to have the floor. Eloy Jimenez coming back for your White Sox, my friend. A little bit of a rehab assignment down in AAA Charlotte. And then sliding on back over to... Guaranteed rate field. How are you feeling about that, pal? I'm feeling great. He's actually starting in single A, but that doesn't oh, matter. Okay. I don't know if he's going to be working through double A. Then triple A, don't know that, but it uh, doesn't sound like it's going to be too long of a rehab stint. We might see him uh, come August, if not the end of July. I am absolutely juiced. We need some bats right now, and this man has the biggest one of them all, arguably. But I am so damn juiced. I love this guy so much. Sounds like we're going to be throwing him in the DH spot. Thank goodness, because he has a liability to himself, uh, the team, as far as an actual skill set and his other teammates, because he has brutal in the field. Uh, this pre-present injury aside, because that is how he injured himself. And it's... Uh, Trying to rob a home run in spring training. But he's injured himself multiple <laughs> times, so... Just take the gun out of his hands and, uh, you know, keep him on the uh, with the bat the in his hand. Because, yeah. And apparently he's not super pumped about that, but he'll do whatever he has to do for his team. Like, I have to admire his uh, desire to be better in the field, but he's absolutely brutal. 
Um, but he is a monster with a stick, and uh, it sounds like he is more than, at least according to him, he is a very confident and uh, boisterous and very uh, optimistic guy. But according to him, he is over 100% better than he was uh, before oh, really? the injury. Oh, really? Because uh, there was concern that due to his pectoral, uh, ruptured pectoral, I believe. Uh, ah, I could be butchering that. But either way, there was concern that when he comes back, he might be healthy, not much risk of re-injuring but there might be like a little bit like 80 90 percent of his power still there like a little hitch in his as he's trying to kind of regain that strength mm-hmm. though like his, his swing will still be fine it, the ball just might not be jumping as much i don't know but according to him he's uh rearing to go and we need the bat well if you couldn't tell mr magnuson is more than excited to have oh eloy back in the socks black and white so uh if you're a socks fan out there listening to the pod and you haven't heard it yet eloy is right around the corner so uh lou bob is next will he be the savior of the season who knows but then lou bob will be coming right around the corner so you don't even want to you don't even want to get this guy started started on the second man he just mentioned because we'll be here for another two and a half hours so Moving right along through the MLB. Thank you for the uh, White Sox update there, partner. Last but not least, the NBA. This is where I thought you were going. That's why I was like, eh. (laughs) Game two. No, not at all. Game (laughs) two last night, uh, Milwaukee Bucks and Phoenix Suns. And partner, you are singing a different tune this morning, but uh, I think I've bought into the hype. Suns and four. Yeah, I'm uh, singing a little bit different too. Hats off to the Suns. I am changing my tone as far as the full series is concerned. I just think the Bucks, uh, they're something like six or seven and one at home. So I think they get at least one of these games at home. Giannis was freaking unbelievable. One of the better losing performances that I've ever seen in a finals game. I bet heavy on him. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, they just didn't get the win. But uh I do have some confidence in uh, Chris Middleton going back home because we've kind of seen this all playoffs long where they he especially struggles on the road and then he kind of figures it out at home. Drew Holiday was a lot better on defense, so I think that continues. However, he was still not good at uh, not good on offense, and I don't know if that's because Chris Middleton wasn't really picking up the slack, so he thought he had to because he was really forcing a lot of stuff in the lane, trying to force these floaters, and he's just not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. Right. Uh, and, you're not uh, that guy. You're pal. not that guy, pal. And uh, he just he just doesn't have the touch. And you are. Yeah, I you're mean, right. I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, but Giannis was, oh my gosh, he was unbelievable. And I, yeah. so I think he keeps that level up. Maybe the Suns throw some different stuff at him, but he was, it, it, you could tell he was kind of still like kind of wincing every once in a while. But then the next play, you see him going 25, 30 miles an hour, bowling down people in the right. lane. I So I, right. I think he's going to stay on that level and be amazing it just kind of depends on if they can get some help because their depth is lacking right now because the sun's depth uh they have lost a couple guys but their depth is is still really solid Mm. but uh i think they get the i think they get at least one of these at home ah i and i don't i'm not too married to it but i wouldn't be surprised if we're two two heading back to phoenix but uh I also thought the Bucks were going to get at least one of these games here in Phoenix. So. I don't think we get out of Milwaukee, my okay. friend. Uh, I really don't. I just think the Suns are too doggone powerful for anything the Bucks want to do. I, I don't know what more the Bucks can adjust, what more they can do, um, short of putting more bat or buckets in the basket, and uh, that is appearing to be something that they are yeah. not very good at right now. Um, 
you can't have your you can't have your all-star i mean i tweeted it out this morning um just the lines uh for the top three guys on either team for the bucks and the Suns. i mean the disparity in that is absolutely ridiculous i mean for the bucks you have Giannis with 42 12 and 4 12 rebounds four assists uh same order holiday 17 points five and seven and then connaughton with 14 seven and one then you look to the Suns, and you got Booker with 31, 5, and 6, Bridges 27, 7, and 1, and Paul with 23, 4, and 8. I mean, you just you can't have that much disparity. And and are you telling me you are you're you're gonna try and depend on Drew Holiday? Okay, even regardless if Middleton steps up next three or game four, or whatever the case might be. So then that that makes Pat Connaughton the guy you got to ring everything on, or yeah. Bryn Forbes the guy you got to lay everything on. That's you're I don't not think wrong so. as far as I don't the think depth. So. Pat Connaughton is just uh, not quite he's, same thing. You're not that guy, pal. He's yeah, uh, you know he, so. he would be decent if it was uh, you know the deeper on the bench still coming off as a little sprinkle, but he yeah too much is on his shoulders. They but just I, have no depth, man. You're not wrong. I just the way they've been playing at home in these playoffs, they've been really damn good, especially Chris Middleton at home. So that's where I'm lying because uh, he's been brutal, uh, especially last night. He was brutal. He was a ghost out there. So yeah. I think, uh, and you're not wrong, but I do think just the from what I've seen from them at home throughout the playoffs, because um, they kind of did that in Atlanta too, and then they would bounce, they came right back home and bounced back on right. the back of maybe not on the back of Chris Middleton, but Chris Middleton was a big part of that. So that's kind of where I'm lying on that. All right. Well, you know how he feels. You know how I feel. Uh, the jury is still out. But it sure seems like everybody's thinking Suns in four. Who knows what's happening? I'm uh, even myself starting to uh, pick up a little pace. Maybe I can get a seat on the bandwagon. Who knows? Either way, that about does it for the NBA. Nothing uh, other outstanding. No new coaching hires or trades or anything like that I think as you of could yet. Probably sneak right into that bandwagon, no problem. I think I could. I don't. Too. Th- I don't know if you could be like, "Hey, Suns in four. Or they'd be like, "Have you been on here?" But I think you've been kind of like, like, kind of slipping. Yeah, be like, "Hey, yeah, 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 Suns, Suns in four. Yeah, yeah, Suns in four, man. Suns in four. Yeah, I think I could. I think I, I could sneak on. Get right on in there. I think I could. And. The Suns have never won an NBA title. I'm sure I can find a Suns t-shirt at a thrift shop somewhere, yeah. slap that bad boy on, and have hey. ourselves a goodwill around the corner. Uh, hey, hey, right around the corner. I might be part of the bandwagon, new shirts and gentlemen. The who, who knows what's going to happen here? I might be part of the Suns and Fort bandwagon by the next time you see me. Maybe I'll have all purple and gold on. We'll see. Who knows purple what happens? Orange. Purple and orange, either way. Same color, same <laughs> difference. You know where I'm at. The sun is gold. It's. It, it, I think it's more gold than orange. Their son isn't. Our son, the son, sure. Their son is definitely orange. Well, their son is a made-up son, and I'm talking about <laughs> okay. the real son. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. There you have it. Today's rants and reactions. That about is the doggone show. Uh, before we get this thing wrapped up, partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul, you need to deliver to these kind folks to join us on episode 77 to get them on into their weekend. Okay, I got a question for you. Lay it on me. Going to be uh, coming out of retirement on the softball field tonight. Uh-oh. Some late night action. It's Uh-oh. been a few years. It's hey, been, uh, hey, hey, be careful with that Achilles, pal. Uh-huh. I need your ass over here hey, Monday man. through Friday. Hey, man, it's uh, I'll be all good. All right. Uh, I've been out of retirement. Uh, the Achilles injury was not the reason I went into retirement. Uh, uh, well, I don't care either <laughs> way, but the last time you got into any type of athletic activity, we had to do that. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please but... be careful, sir. Please. <laughs> not the question I'm I don't need an here. ambulance visit tonight. Okay, but well, continue. maybe I'll be pitcher, and if uh, I'm hitting dingers, I don't have to run the bases of okay. dingers well quite the mindset there so um, i'll buy in 
Continue. With please. that being said, I've been uh, I played baseball growing up. Promptly stopped and then played one season of softball three four years ago. But mm-hmm. I'm back on it tonight. Uh huh. Whose batting stance am I going with tonight? Am I going a little Gary Sheffield or am I standing tall like my man Big Hurt, poised at the plate? Am I going a little uh, Ichiro or uh, any any thoughts? Some sweet you know, swinging Ken Griffey Jr. You or? know, it, it's because it was my batting stance, and uh, I always just felt so good doing it. Old Derek Lee. Derek Lee had that nice uh, nice box. Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be mine either way. Next. Uh, Derek Lee had a badass friggin'. He had the always uh, uh, front foot back, the the classic uh, like Alfonso Soriano yeah. too, but just not as big as a leg kick. But that's uh, that's who I modeled my. Uh, and many people probably didn't know that actually. I I I actually forgot that's who I modeled my batting stance after was Derek Lee. I absolutely loved his front uh, back front foot back, and I don't. I just felt good doing it. But you could do a little. Uh, who was who was the old? Who did, who did the flat? Uh, I know what you're talking about. I'm blanking flat, though. And it was always, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna do any of that. That seems like some like six year old stuff because uh-huh. I feel like six year olds always, especially the Gary Sheffield. Just... Yeah, who knows? Whatever you gotta but, uh, do. Out I there. never modeled my batting stance after it, but I might have to go big, big hurt Frank Thomas. I just yeah. seems so so confident, just standing straight tall, just looking menacing. Obviously, I'm not six four, six hey, six like you he go is, big but, hurt. Uh... And you go zero for five. You gonna be real big <laughs> hurt. Be big hurt. Yeah. <laughs> big hurt for sure. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, you've heard it here first. Mr. Magnuson officially, after retirement for the past year, coming more than a year, more than a year, <laughs> like three, out of years. retirement, <laughs> back in a softball lineup. And no, it is not Bush League over here. He is coming real, coming legit. Maybe see him on a softball field near you. Who knows? If you're in Chicago, if maybe. If you're in the Chicagoland area, <laughs> you might see him pimping fucking dingers tonight. Like Michigan, or- watch out. Lake Michigan, watch out. He's going to be dropping and burying bombs. That's Actually, all it's in Lincoln Park, so maybe Lincoln Park Zoo, watch out. Hey, whatever the way, watch whatever out. the Chimpanzees, watch out, all right? Lions, tigers, and bears, oh my, be careful. Might be some bombs flying your direction this evening. That's all I know. But thank you, sir, uh-huh. for the sidebar. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are just about at the two-hour mark, so let's get this bad boy wrapped up here today. That does it for the Ransom Reactions, our mag sidebar. Let's finish it off with my motivation minutes give you a little extra inspiration motivation gets you through this friday into the weekend actually a little challenge a little something for you to think about over the weekend and carry you into next week before i get to see y'all again wanted to share a quote with you guys and then a little bit of uh, the thought behind that and then kind of that challenge and let y'all go on and get about your fridays so the quote for today is don't fear failure but rather fear not trying. One more time. Don't fear failure, but rather fear not trying. And I want to start things off by asking you a question. What did you not try this week because of fear? What, regardless of how big or how small, what did you not conquer because you were afraid you couldn't? And it can be the most minute, small thing, but you let that fear take control of you. You can say, ah, I'll never, I, I'll never be good at reading. I've never been good at reading, so uh, I, I just, I, I can't pick up a book. I won't do it. I, I just, I could never read. It can be that simple, but 
you're playing into the fear of failure. You're afraid that you'll fail at reading just, just because you have in the past. You're allowing fear to dictate your decisions and what you do with your life. Is fear you? It ain't me. And I hope it's not you. So think on that. What, what this week did you maybe have pushed to the side or maybe not give the most effort or whatever the case might be because before you even started, you had already made it up in your mind that you were going to fail. That is one of the most dangerous things you can do in this life is to be afraid to fail. Far too often, so many people live their life in what if or man I wish and they don't take those opportunities just to try. You should be so afraid of not trying that you try every possible thing you can in this life. Because the real full circle deal behind of it, uh, behind the all of it, is that this life is very, 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 very short. And if you waste it by being afraid to try things just because it might not turn out in the best way or it might not turn out how you think it is or it might turn out as a failure in your mind, but really that failure might be something that helps segue you into a much better opportunity and a much new, higher level of your life. So what I want you guys to do this weekend is think about that. What what did I put off this past week? What did I allow myself to push to the side be, because I, I'm, I'm just afraid to try it, just afraid to see what I would do, whether that be because of your own hesitations, whether some limitation somebody else has put on you or society or whatever the case might be. What is that thing to you, regardless of how big or how small? And don't let it bother you. Don't let it stress you out because you're a human being. It's okay. These things happen. I, I've been there. I do it. I've done it. Don't worry. So don't let it eat at you this weekend, but keep it present. Think about that thing. But also, couple that with, what are you going to do this upcoming week to accomplish that thing? What are you going to do to overcome that fear of trying and just try? You think? got to spend hours on it. You ain't got to write journals on it. You ain't got to waste boatloads of time. But make me a promise. Stop being afraid to try. And that thing that you've been pushing off for a doggone long time or even just this past week, come up this weekend with what you are going to do to kick off next week to just try to do that thing. To just try. You don't even have to accomplish. You don't even have to achieve. You don't even have to be great. You just have to try. That's it. And you'll be surprised that some of the most beautiful things in your life and some of the most amazing outcomes come from those opportunities when you decide to push fear down and let the mindset of, I'm just going to try, percolate up to the surface. So as a reminder, my friends, don't fear failure, but rather fear not trying. 
Think about something you pushed to the side this week because you were afraid just to try because of what the outcome might be. Let me tell you, you don't know the outcome, so just try and figure it out. Think about that thing this weekend. Don't let it stress you out. Don't let it worry you, but keep it present in the mind and start to formulate how next week you're not going to tackle it. You're not going to accomplish it. You're not going to achieve. I promise you, you do not even have to be great at it, but you're going to start next week. Just try. You're just going to try. So make that promise to not me, to not him, to not anybody around you right now. Look yourself in the mirror and make yourself that promise that starting next week, you're going to stop being afraid to try and just give it a little bit of effort. That does it for my Motivation Minutes for this beautiful Friday, July 9th. I love it, my man. I'll actually even kind of double down on what you're saying. I saw a clip of Kobe Bryant last night that I saved for myself because it really stuck with me. He was saying something along the lines of make a contract with yourself. And it's not going to be like, oh, I could do this. I could do this. It's like, nope. No way, fans or butts. You made a contract with yourself. Stick to it because a lot of times in those situations, whether or not you do try or maybe you dip your toe in and you start to do it, but then it's like, ah, you know, I could also just kind of hang out and, you know, watch TV for a couple hours, do this, take a break from it. You made a contract with yourself. Stick to it. Something I am a very firm believer in and something I actually apply in my life. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you said that and actually segue me on to an additional point out of that. Inky Johnson actually has uh, a point of that. And if you don't know who Inky Johnson is, former Texas collegiate player, um, he now is a motivational speaker and has, uh, if you ever see him, you kind of notice something instantly like, well, what's going on with his right arm? He has, uh, he was paralyzed and lost function of a good majority of uh, his right arm and uh, was paralyzed for quite some time after taking a football hit. But he took that football hit and was in the hospital after being split from here all the way down to there. The doctor came in and said he would never play football again. He'd never be able to even stand up again. And he looked that doctor in the eye and said, I'm sorry, doc, but that's not in my life contract. I, 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 no disrespect to you, doc, but yeah, you're, I'm sure you're a very good professional, but that's not in my life contract. And that man found a way to stand up and go to practice the next week after being paralyzed. Hmm. So it's all about mindset, my friends. What, what are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to give up? What are you willing to try? Come up with a life contract. What will you and will you not accept? And hey, so, sorry, Doc. <laughs> I, I appreciate your opinion, but that ain't in, in my plans. That ain't in what's going to happen in my life. That's not my mindset. So go kick some ass this Friday. Go kick some ass the rest of the day and into your weekend. And uh, hey, let's all make a promise to each other that uh, we're just going to try starting next week. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, my motivation minutes once again on this beautiful Friday, July 9th, 2021. That's about it. That about does it for the show. Pretty much all in toll. Uh, Last but not least, just so you guys know, excuse me, follow us on uh, the action app. Uh, I am at cash underscore with underscore Colt Riley at our mags, all caps. And then you can follow the best bets of the day on the talking the line page at talking the line, no punctuation, no spaces. Uh, also a reminder, go to this episode's description. You can find the talking the line link tree, all of our social platforms, additional content, everything in between more stuff rolling out very soon. Uh, website infrastructure is fully underway now. So uh, we'll keep you guys updated whenever that'll be 
rolling out and uh, everything in between. So stay tuned. You can always find the latest and greatest here on the TTL pod and then also on our Twitter page as well. That is where we are the most active. Uh, but once again, getting into some additional platforms as well. So make sure you follow us all on there. And the link tree is always consistently updated with anything new comes on the horizon. Outside of that, nothing crazy, nothing major. Let's send you folks on about your Friday and let you have a spectacular weekend here. So ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers, far and wide, for myself and Mags, we hope you have a spectacular start to your Friday, unless you have other plans. Hopefully it's already started. You're not just rolling out of bed, but you have a spectacular rest of it as well, unless you have other plans. A terrific start to your weekend. Don't stay away too long. We will see you right back here on episode number 78 on Monday. But for now, our friends, thank you so much for stopping by. And as always, let's cash. <laughs> Some tickets. Peace and love.